Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Broadcast, episode number 331. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is The List, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out February 8, 2017. Then we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week it's time for our annual Super Bowl episode. Yay! Yay! Uh... We do this every year where we pit DC Comics up against Marvel in four quarters of gridiron, whatever Paul said before we started recording. Gridiron combat. Yeah, gridiron combat. And uh, everybody demands it. They, they're looking for a big upset here. They're looking for uh, maybe a come-from-behind victory. Everybody knows who's winning. It, Marvel, I think, has pretty much won. They're the New England Patriots of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we've been doing this for f- about five years. I, yeah, th- I do think this I, is number five. I think DC won the first two. Uh, that was before... That because was that was Dark Knight and uh-huh. Dark Knight Rises, maybe. Yeah. And uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe not being a full universe quite yet. because But after the Avengers came out and then uh, ever since like Rebirth... It's been downhill for DC. Maybe they can turn it around one They usually days. win TV. Yeah. They usually win TV. Uh, but something that is a win is uh, the beer that Paul and I are drinking. This was a special brewery release. Uh, if you've been listening for the last year, you know that we've been drinking the Woodcock Brothers XPA, uh, Experimental IPAs. And this is a limited-run, brewery-exclusive this is their XPA with Galaxy and Mosaic Hops. Yeah, and if you've been listening for a while, you know John and I can't get enough woodcock in our mouth. So here's another can. We're, we're loving it. This is probably my favorite one so far, and I think I say that each and every time a do. new one comes out. <laughs> so guess what? Uh, so my favorites are 10, then 9, then 8, Well, then this seven. is not listed as one of the numbers. Oh, so no wonder I can't find it on Untapped. Only released is this XBA, Mosaic, and Galaxy. Um, so this isn't... Wait, where does it say that? Uh, it doesn't say it on the can, because they just use the generic labeling on the can. Um, so how do I know that's what I'm drinking? Because I uh, paid for this and gave it to you. Okay. <laughs> and I'm telling you that's what it is. John is gaslighting me. Because uh, I buy and give you all of them from, from <laughs> yeah, that's them. That's true. Galaxy Mosaic, huh? XBA. Uh, so this is it's very enjoyable, very smooth. Um, this was canned... Uh, a, just about a week ago. This was canned last Thursday. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday. So it's about a week old. I drank a can on Friday, the day I got it. Um, and it's kind of interesting is I always feel it needs a few more days in the can than drinking it really fresh. Because to me, I think the flavors are a little lighter and the beer feels thinner in the mouth. Um, and now like a week out, it's got full-bodied. It doesn't feel thin or weak. It's a big, popping, nice IPA. I really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's full-bodied. I had a can as soon as uh, present wife dropped one off. Current wife. Current. And uh, unfortunately, I fell asleep while studying, 
and then woke up in the next morning and said, oh, still got a half can left. I might as well drink that for breakfast. And I did. And it was still really good. <laughs> like, it's good warm. It's good cold. Like, I don't mind. Uh, like, I actually liked it a little bit more after it opened up over a course of six hours. Yeah, I've, I've had a next day beer before and didn't hate it. I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was like uh, Dogfish Head beer for breakfast, maybe. Well, Paul kept checking into him. So he checked in, in the at night, and then he checked in again in the morning, both to different check-ins. Yeah, because I'm XPA. like, I can't find this one. Uh, so I messaged him, because he messaged me like, what is this beer called? And I was like, it's XPA, Galaxy, and Mosaic. Just find my check-in and, I've click, had them all. and click into that. And then I go, you know we're drinking this uh, for the show, so... Maybe you should slow down to save a can. And he's like, I've only had one. It's like two check-ins, dude. And he's like, I drank it in the morning. <laughs> drink it when I woke up in the morning. It's still in bed. Like, <laughs> yeah, I still reached over. And I'm like, ah, oh, still good. Still good. <laughs> I'm sitting in bed, you know, reading. Uh, uh, yeah. My workbook. And you know, sometimes when you wake up in the morning, you reach over to your nightstand and you put it on your glasses. Uh, Paul reaches over and puts on his beer goggles. Yep. Uh, because every weekend, I, I now have a new rule. Every weekend of vacation. Every weekend of vacation. That's, that's, that's you, my new You went to a brewery last weekend? Yep. You're going to go to Coulter Bay this coming <laughs> yeah. weekend? For our Founders Takeover? Every, every weekend of vacation. Every weekend? That's, that's cause it, Just because, that's you know, yeah. work is driving me nuts. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta take and a you break. you love somehow. vacation, Paul. <laughs> I do love vacation. Listeners, if you have any fun listening to the show... And if you think that Paul isn't just a complete dillweed on the show, oh boy, would you much enjoy Vacation Paul. He's so much better. Vacation Paul. He, he morning drinks then, too. Yeah. You know what? It, it was a Saturday. It was morning drinking. Was I was Vacation Paul. Well, that's right. You didn't run your race, so you're like, meh. Which, um, I, I don't think I told you guys what happened at Disney like with all that. Yeah, I still haven't gotten my my point, my uh, my gift card. Did they email it to you, maybe? No, not yet. Oh, I, I thought maybe they would do a digital one. But um, I know someone who actually works at the ESPN Wild World Sports Complex, mm-hmm. and heard from him that apparently it caused like a big issue because some people were like, "Hey, whatever, I'm still going to run the marathon. They can't stop me." So people still went out and were running in like. I was going to say the middle of the night, but the early morning in the rain. But the thing about, like, the Disney marathons is they they shut down traffic, so it's safe. Right. And they Since the marathon was canceled, traffic had never been shut down, so people were still running down the roads, like, in the middle of traffic. So, like, they were trying to, like, go through with fans to, like, pick everybody up, but people weren't stopping. It was, like, a huge mess. Well, because people were like, man, no. Good thing we drove I, to I breweries. when I run. Mm-hmm. Hey Chris, what are you drinking? Is it one of the breweries we visited? No, it is not. Uh, that one will be later. <laughs> um, I'm actually starting off with uh, Shock Tops Ginger Wheat. This is a limited edition uh, beer, sitting at 5.2. percent um, I'm in the middle of moving into a new apartment, so I haven't actually gotten everything set up yet. So apologies in advance for sound quality or if I drop out or anything, because I don't have Wi-Fi yet. So I'm recording this off of. Uh, my cell phone off of cellular data. Um, 
but yeah, it's been a lot of like working like my regular schedule and then in between jobs or after like one of them going to my old apartment, picking up some stuff and then bringing it back to current apartment. And I just want something nice and light and refreshing. I could keep in the fridge and pull it out and just like down one quick and just relax for the rest of my day. Uh, and I thought, Hey, ginger wheat sounds perfect for that. And this is actually really enjoyable. This is probably one of my favorite shock top beers. Mm -hmm. I want to say I've had almost everything that they offer because it's stuff that you can find pretty readily available in bottles in like any beer section or on tap at most places. Uh, But this is actually just really nice. It's got a good ginger burn to it. It's not too overpowering, but you can definitely tell it's a ginger beer and that wheat just kind of makes it nice and mellow. I, I really dig this. I would probably actually buy this again just to have it for like a hot summer day when I want something I can just crush. Or any day. You live in Florida. It's always hot. I do live in, I do live in Florida. And the AC in my new apartment's like not acting right. Oh, so, so it's still like it's still pretty warm in here. Hmm. That that it's bad. Not great. <laughs> it's not great. It's it's still livable. It's just like not cool. It's just kind of a little bit warmer than comfortable. Remember how I used to say that uh, wheat beers, you know, don't, don't sit quite right in my stomach. It's only Shock Top and uh, Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Those are the only two wheat beers that don't sit well in my stomach. Uh, you know, because a little something something, which I love. Uh, wheat so, pale ale. So wheat pale ale. Yeah. And the other ones sit fine. It's just for whatever reason. The shock top and the cherry wheat. I, I have that ever. No, maybe it's just like some like the farm or whatever they get that wheat from, like or like the malting process. Well, and also Heineken gives me a headache. It might be one of the flate because of the you know like they use flavors. flavor additives. So it might have, might be one of those. Mm-hmm. Could be the wheat where they get it from the yeah the land. Because <laughs> I know I'm not one of those gluten people. So it can't be yeah. a gluten thing. Because oh, it can't be like you imagine celiacs. you'd get kicked off the show. Yeah, I eat pizza all the time, <laughs> and I drink a lot of beer, and beer has gluten, right? Only yeah. yes, yes, yeah. So it's definitely not not the celiacs, not the silly celiacs. Uh, Apologies to any listener that actually suffers from that made-up disease. <laughs> uh, so I I I work in a, a beer store selling beer to people. Uh, so I work. I, so you're a pusher. I push it. And a, you're also drinking your own stash, though. So that's yeah. that's a problem. Uh, so I help people find gluten-free beers because we do carry them. A mission. Uh, yeah, you just struck them to the ciders. Samuel Smith and then ciders, right? Uh, no, we have more than that. But that's that's not like the Wolverine's point. does. Oh. Uh, like gluten-free. Yeah, stuff, Wolver's. Wolver's is, is no longer is go- around. Yeah, they're gone. Oh, did they get folded into whatever it was? They just got it. They were co- they were owned by Otter Creek. They're part of Otter Creek. Too, yeah. Uh, and they just found it was too expensive to make organic beers and keep the price as low as they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they are talking about rolling out a new, pretty much taking those recipes and making them not as organic. Cheap. Oh, okay. I'm like, but keeping those beer recipes because people love that coffee porter and some of their other beers. Yeah. Um, but something that I found by because I try to talk to everybody who is buying gluten free beers to learn about what they like, what they don't like, what's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, and a gentleman told me that Southern Tier IPA is a gluten free beer, 
And I said, I don't know about that. And he goes, no, I, I drink it and I don't get sick. And I've talked to the brewers and they don't use, like, wheat and stuff in it. It's, wheat is not the main okay. uh, ingredient. And if you go on to different breweries, FAQs, they do let you know which beers are uh, wheat and gluten, quote-unquote, based. Okay. Uh, and what beers aren't. The big difference is why they're not going to label anything gluten-free is because it can't be brewed in the same room with other wheat beers because of, you know, certain parsecs per milliliter. Parts per, parts uh, per million? No, I like to say PB. parsecs. Uh, it's 12 parsecs per million. They're not gauging that. They're not keeping up with those standards. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're not going to call something gluten-free because mm-hmm. you'd have to glu- brew a gluten-free beer in a separate brewery where there is no cross-contamination. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are lots of beers that you can drink and not get sick with, depending on how bad your allergy or what have you to gluten. So they should just come up with a different label, like gluten-safe or yeah. gluten or gluten, but give it not a shot. Made with gluten. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But again, like there may have been a yeah. mishap where. And then the, some... yeah, they put the asterisk and says produced yeah. in a plant along with other tree nuts. You know, right. like every yeah. candy bar ever. Yeah. I always tell people to look it up if there is a beer that you used to love drinking you can't drink anymore. Check the FAQs. Contact mm-hmm. the brewery. Find out if it may be possible for you to continue to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I will say, like, anytime I've reached out to a brewery for anything, which hasn't been, like, too many times, I think I've only emailed breweries, like, maybe three times in my life. And you got a, They've a always brewery, gotten back. You got a brewery glass. I, I got a glass. Um, listeners of the show, if you remember back when uh, we opened up bottles of the brewery's Autumn Maple, oh, I think it was called. That was yes. so disappointing. Um, as, as soon as I popped it, it foamed over. Um it was it was a loss. I tried to like try just to see if maybe it could still be salvaged, but it just it tasted off. And then you guys had the exact same problem there. Uh, I actually emailed the brewery just to say like, hey, you know what? I bought a bottle of this beer, opened it up, it foamed over. Um, I have friends in Buffalo who did the same thing. Um, I sent them like the batch number and the bottling date on it, and they actually reached out back to me just to say like, hey, you know what? We're sorry. Let us know where you bought it and when, and we'll we'll try to rectify it. So I sent them the like the info back. Then they replied to saying like, "Hey, you know what? We can't send you a refund or another bottle. That's just you know not something we can do by law. But if you want to send us your address, we'll send you a uh, piece of glassware." So I was like, "Yeah, totally. Thank you." Like I didn't email them like expecting to get anything for free, but just to see if like it had been like a widespread problem or if it was worth like try to track down another bottle but you know what it was it was appreciated like I, I told them in the email it didn't sour me from trying any of their other beers because I've I've enjoyed pretty much everything we've had from them and yeah. I, I would drink them again probably now out of like cool uh <laughs> the brewery <laughs> cool. last night cool. definitely well what we should be looking forward to is, is some news I feel trying some news well, you drank that really fast. I did because that's so. Smooth. Oh uh, crap! Something we didn't actually uh, talk about pre-show, but um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Battlestar Galactica 
Yeah, Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch uh, played Apollo in the original series, and then he was Thomas Eric. Yeah, I can't remember like what his actual title was, like President of the Galaxy or whatever it was. Well, yeah, he he was the insurgent that uh, basically uh, people didn't want to be president, and then won the election, even though there was some voting rigging that happened uh, to try to keep I, I him from becoming president. It was really good. I, I, I enjoyed everything that uh, John and I watched, just kind of like... Yeah, I never finished it. it was a, there was a lot to like, catch up on on that show, but um, yeah, unfortunately he passed away yesterday. The best part of the uh, new series of Battlestar Galactica, though, is when they're new Caprica, and then they drop Battlest- the Battlestar Galactica in Into the, the atmosphere, atmosphere. Oh and then launch the birds. Peter yeah. James almost is badass. And me, like, I kept on watching the series after that, like, oh man, how are they going to top it? How are they going to top it? Never they, did. They never did. And I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, also, uh, in some sad news, uh, Masayaya Nakamura, the father of Pac-Man, and uh, the founder of the Japanese video game company uh, Namco, uh, passed away at 91. Oh, wow. that's that's kind of sad. Did he actually star in Pixels? Was that really him, or was I that... do not think that was really him? Yeah, I don't think because he was 91. Yeah, guy, yeah, he and the guy in the movie was, yeah. was not. Uh, yeah, so he uh, yeah he died um, just recently. Uh, he also he has the uh, Guinness World Record uh, for the world's most successful coin-operated arcade game. I, that makes sense because if I find a Pac-Man versus game like the four-player tabletop, like bar top, like game, oh, yeah, I am that playing that. Uh, yeah, so he also passed away. That's him. Uh, did we? Hey, uh, th- thanks for creating Namco and giving me Tekken and Soul Calibur. Yeah, Soul Calibur is really good too. One of Paul's favorites. I talked about that today with somebody. You really? I did. Soul Calibur, huh? My soul still burns. I don't know. I know your soul's still burning. Uh, you know, two fighters enter the uh, the Coliseum of Souls. <laughs> Cervantes. Uh, so heading to the next level of <coughs> beardom, uh, Dog Fishhead is creating a draft system that goes straight from the barrel to the tap. Uh, so they can barrel age a beer, not have to transfer it to a keg, and then pump it out into your glass. But this way, they're going to be sending the beer straight from the keg to your pint glass, which to me seems utterly amazing. And I didn't know it wasn't a thing already. Uh, so this is basically mother's milk straight from the teat. Then. Yes. Yes, it is. This is this is probably fantastic i mean i don't know how much like the transference of like the liquid to another canister dilutes it or like if it picks up any other types of particles or anything from being in a keg or a canister but i i imagine it just being like overwhelmingly barely now uh so i have no idea like a little uh, a little blurb of them talking about this is the process is like watching a theatrical performance in a glass as it creates a unique cascading effect resulting in a thick creamy head that looks as appealing as it tastes. 
The retention of the head is achieved by the amount of gas infusion that can only be accomplished using a cellar stream and nitrogen uh, nitrogenerator uh, as they are the heart and lungs of the rack aerial system, which is the system that they've created. I'm glad I, we have the top men working on a better beer system. <laughs> you know, I'm finally glad that they got him out of that stupid compound, watching after Indiana Jones's stupid shit that he finds around the world, and get him working on something useful. I, I, I will say, any time that I've had anyone try a like barrel-aged beer, because even though they've been around for a while, people still aren't aware that this is a thing. Um, as soon as they try it, they're like, oh my god. Um, flashback to like three years ago, my friend Tyler, who you guys met, I worked mm-hmm. with him um, when I was in Buffalo. He's also like a beer guy. I mean, he's not like completely like craft beer, but he's willing to try different things. I actually got him a bottle of pumpkin because he had never even like been aware that they like would age stuff. Right. Oh, so he's like us when we first started the show. Yeah, and like he tried that, and he was like. This is fantastic. And then I got him a bottle of the Anderson Valley. Ooh. Uh, what, what was it? How was it? The Wild Turkey? Wild Turkey. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was in awe of it. Like, I, I still remember that day because we had, like, passed it off in, like, the uh, the parking lot at the Galleria Mall because I couldn't bring the bottle into work with me. So I, I felt, like, super shady, like, meeting him under, like, the parking ramp. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's... Barrel-aged beers are awesome. And if you want to get someone hooked on it, I'm telling you now, Anderson Valley's Wild Turkey. Oh, yeah. Cheap. That's the one. Because also, like, I went to the ESPN Club at the Boardwalk Resort here um, at Disney with two people that I worked with. And they had bottles of that available for purchase. So I bought one, and I split it between myself and, like, two of my, like, friends slash coworkers. And, like, they absolutely loved it, too. And the one girl didn't like dark beers like that was that was her thing that was her turning people like they don't like ipas like she was not a dark beer fan uh she absolutely loved it yeah so i think anything to get these beers out there more and present them in the best possible light even better well it also seems like they're using like the the nitrogen like so Uh it's gonna gonna pump it and it's gonna make it like creamy and velvety and smooth. So to yeah. have a barrel-aged beer come on out nitro. on nitro like that? Oh, I have a big grin on my face just thinking about it. Uh, I think John's ready to launch. <laughs> a guided boner missile. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's so, But it's only going to be at the brewery, right? Like It's not like a system a, that's going to be... No, it's a system that is being... It's <coughs> So they would have to ship barrels. You like, would you would buy this system system and then you would purchase the barrels like from breweries that way. So it'd be a whole new thing instead of just sending the keg, mm-hmm. you'd be then sending the beer in the barrel. So there would be an automatic savings for the bars because they don't need to buy because the brewery doesn't need to then keg. Yeah, de, de- I, barrel I, and I then keg of beer. Something... Not, not necessarily though, because the breweries could then maybe charge them like a comparable amount because it's like, oh no, you're like getting it directly in the you're... barrel. Still, so, like this makes it more of a premium. Yeah, I wonder if they're I, shipping, I a higher shipping costs. And... I think this would be uh, this is a system that 
breweries are going to buy and then put into their yeah. taps and then do I know, like the Dogfish did uh, with Fort the Randall. Yeah, but I think that, yeah, this is something more that they're going to be selling to other breweries that barrel age, mm-hmm. that are just going to be doing their own barrel aged beers through their taps. Okay, see, I keep on thinking that this is going to be more of a like a very specialty like once in a great while like a firkin you know like when they when the breweries or the bars do firkins like a thir- yeah firkin thursday like they might be like hey we're gonna tap this barrel like and it'll be a big event for them it's but, not going to be like a constant always on tap kind yeah of thing. but just about every brewery but, oh, when you say that like founders every like tuesday they have like a different beer on their firkin like it's not even like a special event it's just kind of like hey this is it's another Tuesday. Come get yeah, but it's not Tuesday Zaka only. That's with, all like I'm mango and like yeah. vanilla. That's exactly what I'm saying. But though. every brewery but. now, uh-huh. I mean, even with, well, I'm talking about within the- a couple days of uh, apart, mm-hmm. we had three of our local breweries all release barrel aged beers in bottle and have them on tap. Right. So all of those breweries could have bought this system and done a nitrous pour on these barrels. Right. And so, they, even when you guys were down here and we went to Cigar City, like as soon as you jump off, like from their tap room to like go to the like the restroom area, they had beers sitting in barrels right there, aging that had yeah. signs on. It was like, "Do not touch! I'm aging." I touched. I shoved it. You shoved. Well, how dare you? He doesn't respect the signs. Hey, if I had a time machine, I'd shove Jesus. <laughs> like cards with Jesus, shove Jesus. He lost all his money. He sold his hair. <laughs> I don't know what don't, you're... Don't even worry about it. All right, I'm Chris, not. Chris knows, and that's all that matters to me. <laughs> Obviously, Paul's never worked with anybody that's watched Upright Citizen. <laughs> that's true. Uh, uh, do we have anything else for news? Yes. Uh, uh, I have another little beer news. Oh. Uh, so we've been talking about the barrel-aged uh, barrel aged beers um, that are going to be released from Founders. Mm-hmm. And we have gotten a little bit of news that their Doom, which Doom, is, that is their Double Trouble IPA aged in bourbon barrels. That's the one with the guy that has the upside down face. Yes, but it's also right side I, up. That is, I think on Doom wasn't it like three faces though. No, Doom was just like a curse of Doom. Mm. Uh, I can send you a picture if you want to look at it. But anyways, it's uh, it's barrel aged now. So Doom was released a few years ago, back in 2013. Uh, um, and it is making its way back out, uh, this time going to be in four packs and in single bottles. And this is, I am guessing, going to be their, uh, summer release for their barrel-aged beers. Every two months they're releasing a barrel-aged beer. Uh, yesterday we got the release of their first one, Fruitwood. Uh, the next one we are uh, is KBS. So this is uh, the next one, I believe. Uh, it hasn't been officially said that it's going to be in the barrel one, but Doom is coming. Uh, triple I or double IPA aged in bourbon barrels. That's my news. I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, yeah, um, and I remember having Doom. I don't think we had it on the show. Um, but I think it was something that we, Paul, uh, Chris, you and I got at Pizza Plant. I I want to say we had it, but I wasn't sure if it was something that actually happened or I just recalled 
the idea of seeing it as a thing. Uh, yeah, this is going to be their May-June release. Um, I, I like Double Trouble. It's not my favorite. It wouldn't be like one of my go-tos, but I would gladly try this. Yeah, me as well. I actually, I believe I, I believe we've had it, Chris. I, I may need to break out the Untapped and see, but even then, like I might not have been using Untapped. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had. I, I don't remember it. It came and went, and then I think we found it at uh, we found it on tap somewhere. A likely story. Uh, probably the news that everybody's screaming at their iPods or the car radio or however you're listening to this, saying, "Are they going to talk about it? Are they going to talk about it?" Is uh, Ben Affleck no longer directing the Batman movie? Oh, I forgot we didn't talk about this yet. Yeah, no, it it, it happened uh, between shows, so. Uh, and there's yeah, a rumor that he's he, no longer going to be Batman after Justice League, this first one. So, uh, Oh, really? I, I haven't heard that yet. Because I heard him just say, like, there's no way that he can deliver the quality that he wants mm-hmm. while acting and directing in it. Uh, yeah, some of the, the constant things coming out about this was he might totally walk away from the Batman project. Because uh, I don't know if it was just not getting the support or what he needed from Warner Brothers or everything around it, but he is talking that he might just walk away from the whole franchise. Who knows? And, like, you know, everything is always speculation of what's going on, where and who. You're not getting exactly everything uh, that is really happening in these meetings or what, what's what. But, yeah, that was one of the things that I saw. Which I thought it was, aside from it being Scott Snyder's bastardization of Batman, mm-hmm. he was the best part of Batman versus Superman. Him and Alfred. Agreed. Except for all this dreaming. What he needed to do was wake up and just drink some beer. He just needed to wake up and drink beer. <laughs> you know? He got... The Flash is yelling at you? Just wake up. Drink some beer. I think better, this, Batman. This is enough. Why is he going? He's so angry! Why is he so angry? I didn't really like that Batman either. Uh, this wasn't a great... This isn't great news. Uh, not good news. It's, it's, and it's not... And it's it just is leading to the fact that you've had two or three Flash directors quit. Mm-hmm. You got Ben Affleck stepping down, who is a very good director, who can direct himself in a movie. Yeah. He's done it twice now. Uh, so what, yeah. uh, the the girl, what was it? What was the name? What was it, that movie? And then uh, the heist movie, Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. No, it was, it was, <laughs> he didn't do the the heist one. The the, the one did. with his brother. Where they were. No bank no. robbers. No. Okay, uh, well, I don't he know. He did movies. do the one where he was a bank robber in Boston, but it was yeah. him and uh, the guy who plays Hawkeye. Oh, okay. It wasn't his brother Casey Affleck. That was that movie. Uh, and then he did Argo. Not Fargo. Oh, Argo. Argo. And he he didn't direct the girl, the the girl, the something girl, the the one where he's he was getting all pumped up and big for Batman, and then people were like, "Yo, no, calm that down." Was, that was the guy who directed Seven. Oh. Uh, that was what's his face. Well, what was the name of the movie? Uh, I can't think of it. It's something girl, right? Gone girl. This is really Gone girl. Gone girl. Gone girl. Paul talks something about movies because oh, he can't do anything. 
Uh, yeah, Argo and the Town. The Town. That was the heist one. He did direct Gone Baby Gone, which starred his brother. Oh. So I'm going to give you points on that one, Paul. There's girls and babies and brothers. And then he directed himself in Live by Night, which was a very, it was kind of a flop mm. this uh, this winter. I didn't, I didn't know that movie came out. Yeah, but even continuing with the kind of rough state of the DC Universe side of things, like, yeah, Suicide Squad was nominated for an Oscar for, like, makeup design, but even David Ayer came out and was like, eh, I probably would have done some things differently on this movie. It didn't turn out how I wanted it to. Like, an interview that came out, like, last week or the week before now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think that was kind of his thing before. Like, he didn't have much time to 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 write the script, so it it just seemed like he directed tons of scenes and then tried to edit a movie together out of what he directed. Like then one of the other things he said was like, eh, I probably should have had the Joker as the main villain in it. Yeah, I did see that too. <laughs> uh, I still haven't seen that movie. Don't. Yeah, me neither. I don't, don't. I don't feel the urge to. There was what other comic book movie have I not seen yet? Oh, Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. Yeah, you should see that. Dead, Deadpool's fine. I still have. You need a couple tall glasses of water, Paul. Uh, Listen, what you need to do... Is I need, need water. You need to... No. Tall, tall glasses of water. Wink, wink, beers. Okay. Uh, what you need to do is you need to come out to dinner with myself and my wife, have a lovely time, have a couple beers, and then we'll go watch that movie, and you can turn off the Paul yeah. and enjoy the movie. We've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the episode, turn off the Paul. Uh, no. That was... You were, like, complaining about a movie, and we said you needed to turn off the Paul. It was your year in, our our yearly look back, where you're like, Ah, I went to dinner and had great times with John before going to a movie, and I loved it. <laughs> I love the movie. I like the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My mom loved Deadpool. Like, it's it's a solid movie. Uh, my dad, like, my dad just, he's like, eh, Sometimes when I'm in a bad mood, I put Deadpool on. The one movie that gets me out of a sour mood is actually Hot Fuzz. Yeah, it's a good one because it's that slow burn, so I can be I can still be sulking like at the beginning, <laughs> and then like it kind of slowly ramps up, and my mood by, by kinda... the end you're firing guns into the air. Yeah, just yelling, just shooting it and yelling because I love that person so much. Uh, I'm so but sad about that. Are there any comic books that get you excited and shooting into the air coming out this week? February 8th. Uh, there is one coming out for just two ninety nine. I'm very excited about it. And that's Justice League of America Rebirth number one. Because this is still part of their Rebirth line where they're still drawing the, drawing the line at two ninety nine. Uh, no, Nobody has anything? Okay, Chris, I, what's, your, I, what's your book? <laughs> Everybody was just dead silent. I... I, I I was just waiting for you to say what it was. But I said Justice League of America, Rebirth number one. What, what else do you have to say about it, though? It's I'm excited because it's only two ninety nine, and it's a Rebirth book, uh, and just, it's Justice League. Like, I don't care. I don't. I don't care about anything else. That's all I'm concerned with right now. Uh, Paul, I just want to put this out there. I was I was looking up to have the title for you. Uh, Edgar Wright's going to have a new movie coming out this year. Oh, uh, called Baby Driver. Uh, this is a kid that gets uh, coerced uh, into being um, 
being a getaway driver and taking part of a heist that is doomed to fail. Uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, John Hamm, Jamie Lee, uh, Jamie Jamie Lee Fox, Jamie Fox. Oh, Jamie Fox. Okay, I've had a little too much to drink. Uh, John Berthal, like it's got like a really good cast. Kevin Spacey, Flea. Uh, so you have that to look oh, forward wow, to. Oh, wow, Flea. Flea. He was in one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future, part three. <laughs> and uh, part two. No, he, no, was, he in was in two. Oh, just two? Just two. Just two. Oh, no, he did show up at the end he, of three. He, technically, yeah. he's in all of them, though. Was he in one? I don't think he was in one. Wasn't he? I think oh, he's just not. in two and three. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Son-in-Law, starring Pauly Shore. <laughs> was he in that? He's in that. <laughs> Uh, I thought he was going to say Big Lebowski. <laughs> was he in Big Lebowski? Yeah. He's one of the nihilists. Really? Oh, never knew. Big Lebowski is a good movie, though. It is a good movie. But you know what is a good comic book? Whichever comic book John is not looking forward to, but what Chris is? Mm. <laughs> that was a sentence that needed uh, structure. I, I'm going to do a comic book and a and then because I thought Paul was going to pick something. Um, I'm actually looking forward to All-Star Batman number 7 hmm. being written by Scott Snyder with art by Tula Lote. I don't know who uh, he or she is, but this is continuing Batman's road trip across America. Uh, but this one's going to be starring uh, Poison Ivy as the villain. Oh. Anything that's not by John Romita Jr., hey, I'll check it out. Is it... I, uh, I thought it was a different artist on this book. No, I'm 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 looking at the situation right now. It's not Paul Romita Jr. It's what's what's the person that we don't know who it is. Yeah, Tula Lote. Yeah, Tula Lote. I've yeah. taken to uh, calling Kate Poison Ivy because she. I thought you were gonna say Tula Lote. No, because she's been growing plants that don't really that you know have been growing, but there's really no point in them uh. around the house. <laughs> like we walk into the bathroom and there's just these avocado plants kind of growing that we're never going to plant them as trees because the climate wouldn't work so it's just kind of starting them there's a part of a pineapple that's growing and again we can't grow pineapple here in buffalo so it's so Uh, i just kind of started calling uh, it poison ivy frank avella (laughs) is on this with him the two Mm -hmm. of them are together they're doing inks pencils and covers together So I don't know if it like separates and there's like flashbacks and one artist is doing one section. I was gonna say, is he doing like the backup maybe? Because maybe I don't know, but I'm surprised Paul didn't pick the uh, Dragon Age coloring book that's coming out. Ooh, there's a coloring <laughs> book. Yeah, don't do it, Paul. You oh, hated your Tay-Tay. I, I can't book. wait to just color in all the taint. I want to color all of the taint. The dragon taint. <laughs> The, the the dragon the uh, dragon's blood taint the the uh, dark spawn taint yeah it's like a like a it's fell a, energy like the remnants of that it's a thing no, but, um, it's a thing in Dragon it? Age damn you Dragon uh, Age why did I not play you oh I know I uh, forty five original colorful black and white illustrations unforgettable characters and iconic scenes mm. um, still haven't finished actually, Dragon Age ri- actually written by Christos Gage with art by Rebecca Isaacs. Okay. Um, who these people have worked together over on the Dark Horse Angel book. Oh. Um, Angel, the Buffy spinoff. 
which is actually quite good. So, yeah. I, I have that on my pull list, too, because, you know, coloring books are kind of cool. I have the Batman Hush uh, coloring book, and that's kind of sitting on my shelf just for, like, those days where I just kind of want to, like, veg out and do nothing. So I'm uh, I'm four episodes into Buffy Season 4. It's not great. <laughs> it's not it's great. It's not great. It's not great. A lot of high college drama going on. That's the one that Chris and I watched one through three, and we were, like, pounding through them. And then we got yeah. to four, and we were like, yeah. And then it was like, like I kind of... As, as a Buffy fan, four is, like, the season that I'm kind of like, oh, I don't need to watch this. Even when it was, like, airing on TV, like, I did not enjoy watching four. Yeah, you should, why did you... Like, you it, it comes right together to okay at the end, but... Well, I've watched seasons one through oh. three, like, twice or maybe even three times. With your mom. No, once with my mom, and it was awkward. Awkward boner. <laughs> when that was when it was first airing, like live TV before DVR was a thing, because kids, I'm old. As, <laughs> uh, before TiVo was around, except nobody had it. Like nobody had TiVo except. Yeah, I remember hearing Pat and Oswald talk about TiVo, being like, "That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds like some black magic, and that doesn't exist." Uh like getting groceries delivered directly to your house it just doesn't happen you know in regular households uh but yeah uh no i decided that i wanted something on in the background while i'm reading through the most boring instructional manuals so you picked the most boring season of a show so i'm like oh i've never gotten through this I'm slogging through this other thing anyways, so why not? You could probably just go onto Wikipedia and read, like, the episodes and that's, just to, like, kind of keep up on what's going on. That's what Watch I do with most of the stuff you guys talk about. Like, <laughs> like, that's how I kept up when, uh, on the bar show that you guys liked uh, for the longest time. No, that time. was you creepily standing by the water cooler <laughs> listening to other people talk about it. Other people it. would talk about it and then I would read and up then, on it on Wikipedia. And then you'd, like, throw always things, sunny. You'd throw things oh, out. Yeah. You'd throw things out and be like, Paul, do you watch that? You'd no. Like, no. And we're like, oh, well, we're going to invite you to come over every Thursday and watch it with us. Eh, I'll read it up on Wikipedia. I'm good. Uh, and the book that I'm looking forward to is yeah. Kingpin Number 1, written by Matt Rosenberg. and I heard you talk about it before the show, so I don't care. By Ben Torres. <laughs> Uh, this is the kingpin, Wilson Fisk, coming back to New York City uh, in trying to bring back his fortune. Uh, seemed kind of interesting. Uh, I, it's worth picking it up for a number one and checking it out. Uh, also, nicely, wasn't four ninety nine for a number one? That's a good. That's a good deal for Marvel. It's a good thing, Marvel. You got me. Um, I think it's worth a check out. It's a character that we all know, but we don't care about. Maybe this is... Yeah, yeah. Give us a reason to care. And it's a new number one, and we've been kind of... I, I love like the new we, number ones. I hate those old number ones. Ooh. Uh, unless it's a number one of a good issue that's in the past. Feeling punchy. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was about to get up and go get our next beer, and then I was like, oh shit, I gotta do Kingpin. I gotta stay here. Uh, so yeah, Kingpin number one. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, if it's good or really awful, I'll probably make you guys read it. So. All right. Looking look, forward. Look for that for look back. And why don't we take? Well, a- I, I look forward to maybe a dramatic reading. And now, a dramatic reading 
of the Fall and Rise of Captain Adam, page four, panel two. Thanks again for everything. And that was a dramatic reading <laughs> of the Fall and Rise of Captain Adam. I don't know why I'm cracking up. One, because that's him actually saying, like, he's, like, dying right then. So he is, like, saying, like, thanks for everything. <laughs> Chris is reading. It was very dramatic. Page four panel. I'm two. a nuclear man. You are a nuclear man. So much better than being a bicentennial man. No, it I'm isn't. Hats off for Captain Adam for just being the guy that dies in everything he's in. <laughs> Even his own book. No. Uh, hey, Chris. You drinking? Hey. You drinking a new beer? I am drinking a new beer. Are you angry and about it? Are you sitting I, down? I'm actually not. Um, I'm not doing either. A, this is from Angry Chair Brewing. This is one of the breweries that we went to when you guys were actually down here uh, last month now uh, for you're, vacation when we discovered Vacation Paul. You're welcome. And, and this is Angry Chair Brewing's Tuesday Tasting Series, and this is Geiger's Imperial Salted Chocolate Sweet Stout. Excuse me, I burped as I was saying that. <laughs> um, Angry Chair is a very small brewery. They don't bottle and put out any of their stuff for sale they do have like these limited run bottles there in a cooler at the brewery but john this is a place that you actually brought to the figurative table for us uh, as it was something that was recommended to you for us checking out because we were going to be going to cigar city uh yeah and i think all of us agreed we liked it better than mm-hmm. cigar city uh, Cigar City is like one of those. It's like a. It's a bigger, solid brewery. It's a Southern tier. It's a Founders. Everything they put out is going to be well made, and you're going to enjoy it to a certain level. Uh, mm-hmm. Where when we went to Angry Chair, it was so small. We had a surly waiter or a surly bartender who busted my chops because, and as I deserve, and kicked ass at being a bartender. Mm-hmm. Like he had one arm on the left side stretched all the way in the right, and he was pouring drinks out of the tap, turning it off, then turning another one on and pouring another glass. Like he was a good bartender. Surly, like awesome. He was giving people shit. Um, <laughs> they they have like Ric Flair toys, like. <laughs> over the taps on the bar, which I always appreciate Ric Flair anywhere. Right. Nature Boy, woo. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we actually tried this one while we were there. I looked at my untapped, and I had only checked into four beers while we were there. And I know I sampled some of the stuff that you guys had, too. I still remember if I had checked into them or not. Uh, but everything pretty much wowed us that we had yeah. there. Uh, the double IPA I thought was amazing. The oh, that was really good. I like the coffee, the uh, hazelnut coffee one. The hazelnut really coffee. Good. I mean, what I loved about our surly bartender was he would he, people would be like, oh, you know what? I I really just drink like Bud. What's closest to Bud? And he's like, you're getting in the double IPA. <laughs> in the double IPA. Yeah, the lady was <laughs> like, like, she's like, I like pilsners and lagers, and I recommended like, well, they have an Oktoberfest, which is a Marzen style lager, and he gave me a look like. I got this, buddy. It's my job. <laughs> and then gave her the double IPA. He's like, double IPA. Well, no, he just gives it to her, and she's like, what is it? And he's like, drink it. And she takes a sip, and she's like, oh, I like that. I'll have it. And he goes, it's a double IPA. <laughs> and then he looks at me like he flashes his grin. It's like, and then and then when she leaves, she's like, 
I give everybody the double IPA when they <laughs> don't know what they like. <laughs> he's like, this is the beer that's going... No, there was another beer that he's like, it's going to build us the next brewery. Uh, yeah, it was the the first one that you got. It was the yeah. the coffee you wanted. That you were like, oh, the hazel, the hazelnut one, or whatever the yeah. other one was. Mm-hmm. I forget what it is. Yeah, was it the salted caramel? It might have been the salted caramel. I order. think you got that yeah, one yeah. first, right? Yeah, I forget which one I got first, but I liked them both. But I liked the other one better. He's like, this one sells more, and I don't know why because this one's the hazelnut so much better. And it, yeah, it was. Uh, but everything we had there was great. Mm-hmm. And, and, Paul, I think you got a bottle of this, too? I got a... I think you got one, and I got the other. Uh, okay. Paul and I bought the two sours. Oh, okay. Okay. We bought the um, sours, and you bought that, because they had three bottles for sale. And a, a little backstory for this beer, because... Do I have that told this, yeah, What? Okay. I was wondering if John actually gave me that bottle back, or if he still had it. He says yes. He gave it back to me. I don't know where it is, though. Should be in the beer cellar. Check, check, check John's luggage. <laughs> back, back story for this beer, because we were told this when we were buying the bottles. Um, this beer is based off of a regular that they had at their like brew club, because every Tuesdays they would get together and everyone would bring different beer. Oh, yeah. And this guy would always show up and not have any beer like to share with the table, but... Like, they just liked having him there, so they kept kind of welcoming him back. Uh, so they brewed a beer in his honor, but he's he's not dead. He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> brewed a beer for him. Um, and, man, Imperial Salted Caramel Sweet Stout. Yes, it is all of those things. Like, right off the bat, you get that, like, saltiness to it. The caramel comes sweeping in, and this is a fantastic beer. Um I wish this was something that was more readily available that more people could try. I wish people could try more of their beers or any of their beers. I wish they would put them out in bottles or at least have some sort of distribution plan and like you could find them at bars or restaurants because everything we had there was great. And I've been looking back fondly on that visit, not just because you guys were here, but because it was an awesome brewery to go to. But now I, I want more. It's the and like drinking this now has solidified it. It's like yeah, I need I need to find an excuse to go back to Tampa just so I can swing by Angry Chair one more time. It's, oh, it's, next time the Sabers are playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, maybe you could go to the game and also go. Oh, maybe I can get the hookup. It's the brewery that whenever I come to visit you, Chris, it's the one I want to go oh, yeah, to. And then secondary is maybe going to Cigar City, which and I would try I'm, out a different I'm brewery. Cigar City, like. You're completely like spot on with what you said. Like they're like a southern tier where all of their beers, like they're all good. Like they're excellent standbys. Like you can get one; it's going to be solid. You'll have no regrets. Mm-hmm. And they did have a solid amount of like tap room only offerings. That yeah, they might not have been like fantastic, but you know, a lot of them are still really good. Like I don't regret mm-hmm. getting anything that I tried there because. A Jailai was it, it one was, of my breakfast beers while we were on vacation. Yeah, yeah oh, Highlight is like a fantastic like anytime beer. Like I always like mispronounce it, don't I? I was well, once I learned it was called Highlight, I call it Highlight. Jailai. Yeah. Highlight. Like the game. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, I have no regrets from uh, Cigar City. I would gladly swing by there again to see what they have that's different. Maybe something else on tap. Um, I think it was like two episodes ago I had the one bottle that I brought back, the Imperial Oatmeal Raisin 
cookie one. Oh yeah, that's solid. And we had the we had three crawlers that mm-hmm. we brought back. Uh, the the pancake one that oh, we had was good. That pancake was so good. Chocolate chip pancake. If you want to know chocolate chip pancake was so good. You can search for those in the show notes because they'll pop up because I actually posted those ones. Um, but yeah, like Angry Chair is the brewery that I would desperately go back to. When we went and, down there, when we went down there, the A priority was going to Cigar City, mm-hmm. and then hitting. But because up, we we knew Cigar City, like it was yeah. A known brewery. And it is, like, it is... You go there, you're going to have some good beers. You're going to have a nice time. But it was, like, when as soon as we walked in and we sat down at Angry Chair, I was like, I'm home. Like, I like the atmosphere. I like the music. I like the Ric Flair on the wall. I bought a, like, I bought a t-shirt on the way out because I was like, you know what? I really like this place. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And plus, that will remind me how much I like it, I haven't forgotten yet. It's a month later. I, I don't remember what I paid for this bottle, but whatever it was, I'm sure it was worth it. I think they were like $12, um, $10. It my, my only regret is, is I'm going to drink this all tonight, and tomorrow it'll be just a memory uh, until I can get back there again. Well, it's a lot easier for you <laughs> get back there. Yeah, True, but I'm not... Here's the thing. I'm not going to drive two hours alone to... Oh, to go to a brewery, because once I get there, I'm going to have a few beers and like. Well, well, here's the thing: is well, I definitely I will come down at some point mm-hmm. and visit you. At some point, we have to get into our main topic. We come on, we didn't talk about. Oh, we our haven't beers. even talked about our beer, which is a local beer uh, brewery uh, for, in Buffalo, New York, and this is a uh, big ditch, and this is something that you traded. Some beer for to uh, get. Th- I traded some Woodcox XPA that we previously drank uh, for this beer. This is uh, Deep Cut Double IPA, 8.2%. This was released the day after uh, the Woodcox. Another brewery exclusive, same price point. Uh, uh, during the same day, I went down and got a Red Army, which was another brewery exclusive beer from 42 North down in East Aurora. So we have a lot of local exclusive beers coming out to you, listeners. Uh, Tall Boy Can, $14.99 for a four-pack. A little pricey. Uh, I was fine with I had already paid the price for the XPA, so I was fine with trading this. Uh, a nice, enjoyable double yes. IPA. It's it's only 8.2%, which is uh, good right now for me. But man, this is—it's a nice full mouthfeel, hoppy flavor. But it's not—I can't quite pinpoint it. It's not quite resiny. It's not quite um, marmalady, uh, you know, uh, pithy. It's got grapefruity. Like, uh, It's—it's not tropical. Yeah, I don't like. It's just a solid. Like yeah, it's just a solid double IPA. It's. I, what what but what flavor does it IPA? It's got a IPA flavor. This is an IPA that it's before like oh I'm getting is, is it kind of like that buttery hop? It, yeah, oh, okay, a little bit. Yeah, that with that mouthful, it's yeah. a buttery hop. It's yeah. before. Hey, it's, thanks, Chris. It's, yeah, you're welcome. It's I, one I of was those, trying to think like something that wasn't any of the things that you had described. 
And that was like all I came back. That to. full mouthfeel. Have had it. Yeah, that full mouthfeel. Like, that, that, that nice, like rich kind of coating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it yeah, it's kind of before the tropical hop craze kind of hit. The kind of IPA you used to get, or a double IPA you get. This is yeah, you know, this is 2010 IPAs. <laughs> uh, this is this you know some IPAs are 2008 uh, late. This is 2008. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You, no, I don't know what that means. It's a line from a... Paul made a pop culture reference. Yeah. To a song I from... Kudos. The Black Eyed Peas. Uh, see, I, you quoted the Black Eyed Peas, I wouldn't know. You just watched the Super Bowl. They they did a halftime show at one point. Okay, did they watch this Super Bowl? Did they play at this Super Bowl? No, but it was a Super Bowl that we okay. recorded a podcast during. Do you know during. how many songs that played during this Super Bowl halftime that I knew... One. All of them. One. Which one? Poker Face? Yes. Okay. One. Uh, no, it's. I haven't watched the halftime show yet. I I feel bad because I actually do like Lady Gaga. I, this, I sound like a, such a hipster, but I like early Lady Gaga. So <laughs> I don't even know what's early or what's late with her. All I know is like, oh, I've heard that song. She plays the hits. Mm-hmm. I, I I like that first album. Uh, it was all like really dancey and fun. There's a there's a real at the end of it she like spikes she throws the microphone down really hard and then she does like a diving pass and catches the ball it's kind of fun mm-hmm. uh, but no it's a solid it's a solid IPA it's not super wowing but it is like oh yeah that's a darn it's, good IPA it's, it's darn good it's it's in a tall boy can and it's crushable at eight point two percent so uh, tall boys. They're better than bottles. They are. Episode title right there. <laughs> you don't feel as bad. Oh, we don't have one. one. Yeah. Uh, so let's get with, in. With sidebar conversation. Did mm. you see Resurgence is going to be putting out like a new style of can? Yes. Yeah, they're putting out tall which boys. is good because it's it's about time that they did something. All yeah. we've gotten is their IPA and their Blood Orange is the only thing in cans, and then. Not even quarterly, they release beers. So they're even releasing those specialty bomber bottles in those tall boy cans, too. So Ooh. the pumpkin and uh, the Irish one, the Irish breakfast, ale, or whatever they did. You, Somebody needs to tell me that one is worth actually buying before I will actually buy it. The only reason I bought the Imperial Sponge Candy is because I'm like, oh... People are saying this is actually good. The Imperial one. That's perfect. See, I, I like even just the regular sponge candy. It's a nice drinkable stout. <sighs> see, I, it's, see, it's a little it's like It wouldn't be a like a desert island beer. Mm-hmm. Like, Chris, you like, like the sweeter sweeter beers yeah. than I do. Like, you will drink a creme brulee fresh. It's, it's I also, have to wait a year. When we've when we've been li- we've been living here, we didn't move away, Chris. And when you do have it, it is it's temperamental. Like sometimes you have it, you're like, Oh, I really like this. The other times you have it, you go this tastes like garbage. This tastes like cigarettes floating in a stout. Oh. So the consistency level has been off with resurgence beers. I, I will say, if I can get back in March, kind of like I want to, I wouldn't mind going to Hamburg and just like stopping by resurgence quick to see. Forty two North, like what they have, yeah. Forty two North. For, Forty two North is like really good. It's just a, it's a little bit of a drive and. You, not no, for, nothing against it, but you're, you're visiting us. Like it's, it's it's 15 minutes away from my place. It's not. It's, I know it's that so because further, I just did like, it. You have to get on like what is it the 219? I don't even remember how to get there. Now. Yeah, <laughs> you can get on the 219, uh, uh, which is 
a minute away from my house. Oh, yeah. For, I, I used to take the 219 all the time. 42 North. Way back when. 42 North. Big ditch. 12 Gates has got, has been gotten pretty decent. They yeah. they changed yeah, I brewers. Still, I only I drink there during lunch. Yet. Community during work. Community beer works. Which I should do more often. Uh, I'm fine with stopping by CBW though. And then um, the South Buffalo guy. Oh, first old first ward. Old first ward. I still haven't been there. Those those are the five to hit up, and if when you come, Chris. All right, like old first ward, like uh, let's put that on there because I'd like to stop by. Yeah, so. do their pale ale knocks my socks off. Mm-hmm. They're regular just that's, pale ale. That's the regular pale ale. Everybody says you, you can't best. say that because like like it's a pale ale. I can't I can't go in with any kind of expectation. Uh, a little something something is a wheat pale. But it's a Lagunitas like pale though. So Chris, Chris, I had the like when when I had Old First Ward, I was like, eh, yeah, just give me your beer. And then I took a sip and I was like, Paul, get over here, try this. And Paul was like, what is this, an IPA? And he's like, no, it's a pale ale. It's really a pale good. ale. That was at NCC. Yeah, that's the only time I've ever had it. Yeah, it haunts my dreams. Beautiful, haunting dreams. It's, it's like Nimble Giant. That haunts my dreams, where I just go, oh, I God. really need more of that. And Voodoo's plus, coming out soon, John. I know, I'd let you know that. I know, you, you let me know. You teasing all these barrel pictures. You know what, though? Um, Two allotments. A couple days ago, I was on Facebook, and I always look at my like Facebook memories to see what I posted over the years on that day. And like three or four days ago, that was when we had had the... Uh, like the voodoo, like I don't know, remember. It's like the Pappy Van Winkle, or it was like one of them, and it was for like a Super Bowl episode. And I was like, uh-huh. "Oh my god, so good. <laughs> why? Why can't that be now?" Yeah. So I, John, remind me that I need to keep my eye out because March is around the corner, and it's usually end of February, end of February, early March that they do their barrel age collection. And I'm like, two allotments, John, and he's like, Paul, we haven't even gone through all the no excuses <laughs> it was like he's like he made this big deal and it's like paul we bought the one a lot and then it's like hey you want to drink it and you're like it's too warm out and then it got cold out and i'm like hey we should drink that and you're like okay and then we only had one we should drink more we should drink but we need to hang out more we should drink more <laughs> I should stop if buying you specialty had a beers. To get together every week and drink beer. Yeah, but we always have this stuff that says keep cold, drink fresh, drink now. We do like we have like oh we should do this, and then all of a sudden I'm like I'm bringing all these fresh IPAs I got. He keeps on doing this to me. I know. Like, That's we, why my beer resolution this year was to worry less, drink more. Like, I will buy stuff for the podcast, and I'm going to start drinking it, because screw John, because he's just going to bring whatever the fuck he wants anyways. I bring good stuff. I you do. You I do. I you a four-pack XBA. I traded you oh, for oh, a bottle sorry, of the honestly, Red Army. March, March, if I can get down, and I don't see any reason why not, because I can just take that mm-hmm. weekend off. We we dip into that, and then we do a, another begging board commentary for a movie. Because yes. I've been wanting to do one of those. Yeah. It's what a, movie do I hate that you guys love that <laughs> we should watch? No, it, it, it should be something that we all love and appreciate. I was thinking something like Ghostbusters or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Ooh. Because they could also be fun. We could do Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> we did that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul had never seen it. I had never seen it. Paul's weird. It stars Samantha from uh, Six and Big. Six. Starring Tom Hanks. I enjoy Big. 
Um, it's one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. That is I the Burbs. Yeah, I don't think that would be fun. I, I'm pushing for And League of Their Own. It's, it's a movie you know and inside and out. And Turner and Hooch. And Catch Me If You Can. And though I'm pretty much tapped on Tom Hanks movies. That I yeah, like. I, I veto all of those. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul, we have veto power over here. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, oh, you let's, let's consider that, and like we can tease that later in some sort of trailer that we maybe debut during a big game. Yeah, much uh, like the Super Bowl. <clears throat> uh, so here we are again. It's uh, the 2017 Super Bowl. We're going to be discussing everything that's happened since February 2016 up into 2000, uh, February 2017. One full year. Not calendar year, but the year in review uh, for both DC and Marvel. And we're pitting them up against each other uh, in four quarters. Uh, Gridiron Combat. And Gridiron Combat. Gridiron Combat. You guys said it, so I did too. Uh, We're going to discuss their comic books, the characters themselves, like who has the better characters, who are highlighting the characters better, uh, the creators, who has the best writers and artists. And then, uh, and in media on whole, and the other media, so TV and movies. And also, you know, uh, yep, that's about it. Yeah. And then halftime, we talk about, we're going to talk about halftime, uh, the actual halftime movie trailers that we got during the Super Bowl. Well, not during halftime, but throughout the whole Super Bowl. The movie they, they don't show them all during halftime? No. No, they show them off. Have like, we during, been doing but, this wrong for five years? During our halftime. halftime. Yeah, we will discuss during the, our halftime. the movie trailers that yeah. we want to talk about. That is this the She-Hulk argument again, Paul? Are you nitpicking? <laughs> I I just felt like you didn't listen didn't to really, me. I didn't really want to yell. I'm too uh, mellow from this beer. <laughs> uh, so let's get right into it. Let's talk about the comics uh, for this past year, from February to February 2016. Uh, which comic books have you been enjoying more who has been putting out the better comic books i think this with this year with the whole rebirth i think i'm going to give it to dc because they're going back to basics they're bringing back they're They're going back to legacy yeah they're going back to legacy and they're going back to love which was the two key points that they lost Mm -hmm. with the new 52 uh, as much as I have enjoyed some of the stuff that's been coming out from Marvel, it's this bringing back of the things I love of DC that gives that I'm throwing my hat towards DC. Okay. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Um, the new books that Marvel's put out, I've really enjoyed. They're still publishing books that I continue to enjoy, like weekly and monthly. But DC's really reinvigorated me by bringing out the rebirth stuff because they're getting back to what made me a DC fan in the first place. And then when we rediscovered our love of comic books, like also made me think like, yeah, like this, this is it. This is what I loved. And to see them going back to all that is just fantastic. And I, I, I think this isn't a tough quarter for me because I, I would give it to DC. I've always been more of a DC fan, and I feel it's going to turn the corner here this year, uh, this upcoming year. I think it's a very close quarter. You know, I see DC like playing their hearts out. They're they're really trying to win, but I'm still going with Marvel because of Rebirth. 
like it still feels like a half step. Like they're still trying to find like their it's footing. It's a step above. It's a st- step above what they've been doing. Uh huh. But what DC has been what doing. What DC has been doing. But Marvel has been continuing the same game. Mm-hmm. But what they. It's been a strong game. It's been though. a strong game. But they're continuing the same game. But what they've done is uh-huh. now when they release a new number one, because they know you're going to want to yeah, read it, they go four ninety nine. Right. Or three ninety nine. No, four ninety nine. That's why number I didn't one, read Black Panther, number one, Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, Moon Moon Knight, number one was four ninety nine. The, all their new number ones that they've been doing, and they uh-huh. do new number ones with every new story arc. I feel like John wants me to go She Hulk no. on him right now because he didn't let me finish my point. He just started countering my point before I started. You were done. You paused. <laughs> no, no. You paused. You were like, <laughs> I'm done. You did that. You made those noises and that hand gestures that I just made. And you were done. That is exactly not what I did. I did none of that. You did. But the thing is, I'm going to try to sway you, and it's not necessary because John and I already decided this one. Marvel's doing more of the same. DC seems to have learned from what they made their missteps with over the past four years with the new 52. They've learned from that. They've adapted. They they switched their publishing. We're now getting those original characters. We're getting those newer versions of the original characters that have kind of spun out of the new 52. It's making more sense. Even something that, you know, personally I don't care about, and I think we as a podcast don't care about, Superman, those were some really interesting Superman issues that they had with the launch of the rebirth stuff. Yeah, All right. might not have kept up on it, but it was like it was actually something I was like, "Wow!" This the Grant Morrison cool. when he was in the blue jeans and fighting against, but then it got into the weird Mister Mixaplixelix stuff again, and well, no, then just that's the, where we lost the the death of the fifty two Superman. Oh, and you then like the return yeah. of the old? I think no, that's, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Oh, that's what okay, I was talking about. Rebirth, oh, sorry. because they were able to bring it back where it's like we now have the original Superman back in the DC universe and everyone knows that well no this isn't our Superman but our Superman and I speak to us as the readers we know like no this is is who Superman is this is who he's always been to us this is the married to Lois Lane Superman Yeah, it's a very interesting story and I'm not a Superman fan but that was a very compelling read and that's kind of what I'm basing this off of it's it's a fresh take on everything that's come before but it's given it that shot in the arm that i think like the dc publishing line needed chris i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to pause right there because paul put out a beginning of a sentence that was opposing to us and then we steamrolled right (laughs) over him yeah Yeah. uh and then in his body language after that it was like i was gonna agree with you guys but you steamrolled me and then well the whole thing is like i was making a point maybe i was listen and then then they have the show we walk all over each other and (laughs) now hey hon how's it going uh good uh, my wife just popped her head in, so now I'm all distracted. Uh, no, what I was going to say is, yes, I, the thing is with these stories right now, it is, like you were saying, Chris, it's the world responding to, oh, this isn't our Superman, but it's, quote-unquote, the reader's Superman that we fell in love with. And that's why I think, like, 
not this year, but I think definitely next year I'll be more. I will more vote for DC because I, I'm still liking the Marvel comics more. Like even She-Hulk, which drove me a little crazy. I'm still like the the unworthy Thor, uh, Mighty Thor. There's still books that I'm more looking forward to reading each and every month. Uh, Miss Marvel. With DC, it's like Wonder Woman, and that's pretty much it right now over at DC for me, like really wanting to go top of my stack. Um, but I, I see that I'm going to be, ter- I think I'm going to be turning the corner soon, and I'll be become more that Mar- that DC fanboy again. So I'm voting Marvel, and my vote was vetoed, and uh, DC wins this quarter. No, hey. and that, that's okay, like, because yeah. I'm so amped up for the DC stuff that I did read, do read, and am now reading again, that, that for me, DC has already hit that point, like it's yeah. gone around that corner. Well, you, you love all the Green Lantern books, so I was it, thinking that you were going to go DC. all, but it's two. It, yeah, it's, it's not oh, it's a crazy again. amount of books again. And, okay. like, Cause actually, before it was also like on my my uh, possible list picks for this week was Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps because it's Hal Jordan and Kyle Rayner going back out into the universe trying to find the remnants of the Blue Lantern Corps so they can help rebuild that. Like that that's my Green Lantern. Like that's what I want to read. So why not? Mm-hmm. All right. And also on my list, uh, Detective Comics number nine hundred and fifty because. Detective Comics has been like a completely solid Batman book, playing on everything that's kind of happened previously in the Bat Family. Like it's it's going home again for the DC universe for me. It's all those characters that you loved exactly. in the yeah, Batman exactly. family. And and talking about characters, Chris, that would bring us to our second quarter, which is ooh. characters. Who has highlighted? Who had? Who highlighted? their best characters and who has the best characters in 2016 this is tough 217 uh you know what i think with rebirth this is where i think i'm going to agree with you guys with everything you said from the last quarter where i think dc got it right finally with highlighting what makes their characters great, which is the legacy of those characters. And this is where I would give DC all those points that you were giving them in the last quarter. I'm still not... Maybe I'm not buying all the books yet from DC, as like I am with Marvel, but I think here, this is where DC's got it right. They're highlighting the right, added, the right era of each character, and this is where I give DC credit. I can. Sorry, John. I know you're inhaling because you were about to speak. No, he was inhaling his beer. <laughs> okay. Um, he opened up I, yet another one. I'm he's going a to go opposite route. I'm going to hand this one over to Marvel. Okay. Because yes, DC is kind of throwing it back over to those go-to characters. Like they're passing it to the receivers that they know can deliver. Sports references for Paul. Mm-hmm. Um. But right now, for me, Marvel is kind of banking more on those characters that, yeah, they've been around in the backgrounds of other books, but now they're giving them the chance to play. Like, they've been on the practice squad, but now now they're ready to step in. Like, 
That was an actual sports reference, almost. Yay, good. Thanks, Chris. Um, because handing it off to people that you know can deliver sounds like the paper boy or a running back. <laughs> it does, it, either or. Either or. But, I mean, we're, we're getting a Kate Bishop Hawkeye book now. Yeah, Kate Bishop's mm-hmm. been around for at least, like, the past 12 years in the uh, Marvel Universe with Young Avengers and Hawkeye. But now she's starring in her own solo book. We're getting an America Chavez book coming out, I think, next month. This character has existed for maybe, like, the past four years. Yeah, in the next Marvel month Universe. doesn't count for this argument, though. Yeah. What was that? This mo- Next month doesn't count for this argument. It's February to February. Okay, uh, okay but it that book hasn't come out yet, but it's been announced. Like, this is something that's but in the works. But it's swaying like, his judgment. <sighs> but you can't let it sway you, Chris. I'm, but, but that's the Sports thing. ball. Like, it, it, it's a character ball. that I know and love from appearing in Young Avengers, and she's finally going to get that showcase to pop out and be like, hey, yo, here's more of this badass doing whatever she wants. We, we got a Mockingbird book this year that was fucking crazy and out there, but ultimately a lot of fun. The DC books that were coming out, it's very much like, hey, this is our bank of characters. You know them. You love them. We're going to cycle through them. And we're bringing and them back. Like, it, and nothing felt... I, I don't want to say this, but like, nothing was really innovative because it's all characters and people that we've seen before. Like Nothing really showcased them. But And I, I think Marvel's really good at that, and it might not stick around. It might not last. Mm-hmm. But Marvel doesn't have fear of putting out that number one, like, new ongoing series starring this character that appeared in the background of something. Well, that's also... Six be- issues later, okay, it was limited, we're done. That's also because... Marvel throws everything out at you, and when it doesn't work, they drop it. I mean, it's like Squirrel Girl. They threw that out there. It's, it's still going. It's stuck. They're on issue 17 this yeah. week. Like yeah. Ghost they, Rider. They, Ghost Rider. Didn't work. Didn't work. Gone. They throw everything in the kitchen sink at you. It's gone. It's now on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, <laughs> Which was awesome, though. Those episodes are great. And what DC does is they try to pinpoint what people want, and they try to put it out. And sometimes... Except for the rise and fall of Captain Adam. <laughs> they put out some turds. They do put out some turds, but also they brought back Wally West. That was the big thing. Yeah. And then the Titans book is kind of the Wally West book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have made these strides to bring yes. back what is missing. And mm-hmm. bring back the... and change it up and have it so you are wanting this book. Hey, what is those things they want? Legacy. So what are we going to do? Yeah. We're going to make Detective Comics the Batman, Batwoman, Bat Family book. Bat Family with Tim Drake and Clayface and everything else yeah. in there. But, John, I'm going to make this argument. That's a publishing thing. That's not, like, what's the best way to showcase like a character or the characters, but they're bringing. We don't have a publishing section though, so to highlight I, the I, characters, I feel, like I feel like that's like like the comic section though. Well, you already voted for DC as well, no, and that that was my point. Like, oh, I feel okay. like there's one way to speak about the comics, and there's another way to showcase the actual characters. Hence, like the break. Then that's why I went like DC first, but now for the actual characters, I'm going more on the like the Marvel thing because. Marvel's really stepping out there and 
showcasing a wider breadth of characters. See, and I, I okay, so me and you, we're basically canceling each other out. Where I want Marvel, for yeah, comics, because I wanted to make this hard for John to be the, the and, tiebreaker, and because of what I was kept on reading in the comics because of the because of what they're putting out. But I really enjoyed the rebirth and actually bring these all the legacy of the characters back. So that's why I want DC on the characters. And you're saying, no, they're hot. That is a comic book. Here's the thing. Thing. I hate you both. Yeah. Because when Paul started talking about this, he totally swayed me over to DC. And that sentence that you just laid out there made me go, oh, man, Marvel. So I'm stuck in the middle here. Yeah, I'm the coin toss because I really I was leaning. I, I, I was, will highlight this red if you go Marvel. I will highlight this blue if you go DC. I I was going. I was leaning Marvel going into this. Paul swayed me. Then Chris swayed me back. What do I do? Uh, only you can make that choice. Only I can make this choice. And okay, well, do, do we call do we call this quarter a tie? Ooh, and and see what else. Yeah, we could we could punch we, we it, end that, and then maybe we maybe we go into overtime. That's never happened. That has never <laughs> happened. Much like Super Bowl Fifty One. Uh, which one was that? The one that just happened, <laughs> which was the first overtime in, in NFL history. Really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I never. See, I, I was working that night, <laughs> so like. I didn't see everything until after it happened. I was like, oh, wow, the Falcons are doing well. Oh, wait, no, they lost? Might as well just... Uh, the sports guy just stormed out of the room. <laughs> I was at work. You broke Paul. Does that mean I win that quarter, then? No, I, I was at work all night. I didn't have the opportunity to keep up on things. I think you're okay. I, he hasn't come back yet. Uh, he probably I, just has to go to the bathroom. It's fine. Probably. He's probably using that to piss. No, it, it was one of those things, like, I, I understand, like, sports are a common ground for, like, for hey, every I don't For know everyone you. else but you and me, Chris. Hey, what was that? For everyone else but you and me. Because I don't give yeah. a shit. I don't know. I didn't know which. No, but that's the thing. Like, people, like, when they try to make small talk, they're like, ah, the sports game's happening today. And I'm like, I read comic books and watch Disney movies. And uh, I'm like, ugh. For for the most part, I kept getting a lot of BS because I I work in a beer department. I try to sell beer to people, so I talk. People talk to me about sports, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Uh, and I actually watched the game because my wife was like, mm, I kind of want to watch. I want to watch the halftime show, so I was like, All right, let's watch the game. I don't mind. I, I always watch the halftime show the next day on YouTube. <laughs> I don't mind sports. You back, Paul? I'm back. You don't mind sports. I don't mind sports. Oh, you, you storm out. You know that we don't care about sports. It's the most epic of the Super Bowls in recent history. First time it ever goes into overtime. Yeah, but if you're not watching... I also really just needed not, to pee, and I just did yeah, that for dramatic effect. Called it. That's what we said. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't want you guys to be like, oh, Paul's doing another She-Hulk move. <laughs> Uh, I think this is fair going into a tie for yeah, the yeah, second yeah. quarter Let's... because I am pretty split. Okay, I think Chris is right in the fact that yeah, they're showcasing people. The book uh, I'm, very diverse. The the book I'm picking up from Marvel that I've been staying on is Moon Knight, second second rate character with top rate 
writers and artists mm-hmm. on the book, doing a very fantastic job. Uh, I'm picking up the Mighty Thor, which is about a cancer surviving woman being yeah. Thor. In I mean, in the Thor or books, or maybe not cancer surviving, she I, 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 very I, might well die. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, I think they they do a great job with diversifying their characters, mm-hmm. bringing characters that you know, again, throwing characters out there you didn't know you were supposed to like and liking. Where DC is bringing back characters that they haven't touched on in like four or five years and bringing them back and making those characters very focal points. Mm-hmm. And I think they're very tied here. I think the first time we've actually said like, Hey, let's have a tie here. I think this one is it's well a, deserved. This one is a tie. Mm-hmm. And kind of, uh, John, to throw it back to what you were saying before about the Titans book. Yeah. It's, it's the Wally West book. Like one of the last issues was, Wally going up against Abracadabra. That, that doesn't happen in a a mainstream DC book. Like, and that was a great showcase for not just who Wally is, but who Wally was when I was reading him in the Flash. Mm-hmm. So I I can completely understand where you guys are coming from, and I'm, I'm okay with calling this a time. All right, so uh, we're so, going into so halftime. So that's going to go into halftime, and Paul and I have one more beer to review. Beer! Beer! Because John's insatiable about his beer. I'm a madman, and I opened up another beer. This is from Evil Twin. This is the retro this IPA. This is the retro IPA. I just said that. Paul just said that. You were being retro by repeating uh, what I said. This is a 6% IPA. This oh, good. Because <laughs> it's stepping down. It is very much stepping down. This is the problem what I had with every IPA I drank in Europe. Uh, even IPAs that they said was a West Coast style. They, they said IPA. was. They said were. They said when I was there. They said this is a West Coast IPA, and I would drink it and I would say no, it is not. This is a European IPA. Were they speaking of the west coast of Europe? Ah, I don't know. When you say west coast, you think California style. Yeah. Well, that's because you're citrusy, grapefruity. Yeah. Why are you so etherocentric? Because that is west coast style IPAs are California style IPAs. In Europe, I expect it to be a west coast style. No matter what, if, if it was a West Coast style or their normal style, it was just a multi-IPA. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. Uh, Evil Twin is a Swedish brewery. Uh, they do have a Brooklyn brewery where they are supplying the United States with their beers. Uh, but uh, this is a retro IPA is a multi-tannin-y T-E IPA. Uh, it's, uh, this sounds like something Paul would love then. Yes. As soon as I took a sip, I put up my fingers in the style of a cross to represent a T. This Be- beer crucified you. Because uh, I don't believe in Jesus. You died I believe in T. I believe in because, tea. Because I didn't think John would get my T. Uh, yeah, if you gave me the sign language T, I would be like, you're a fucking asshole. Don't do that. Just don't do that. Yeah, why would he... No sign language. The American sign uh, language. I, l- not... I learned the sign language for popcorn the other night. Oh, what is it? Describe it in a word picture. Um, okay. 
I, I'm going to do this, and I'm expecting you guys to do this on the other line. Okay, I'm ready with my one hold hand. Your, hold your hands up in front of you. Mm-hmm. Make them into fists. Mm-hmm. Now, pop your pointer fingers up alternatingly in a rapid motion. <laughs> Am I popcorn. doing it? No, no, no. You're giving me the international sign for uh, make love to something. Am I still doing it? Nope, nope, nope. You are Ignok or Ur from uh, from. Aquatine I'm just Hunger giving Paul the Force. finger. I uh, that made me happy. Yeah. Really, oh, it's yeah. just the index finger, up and down. That's T. Point the pointer. Which one's the index? Oh, pointer finger. I'm sorry. Up and down quickly. Index is yep. the one next to the pinky. Index, really? Yeah. Uh, How does that index anything? That seems difficult. I'm and watching you do it. Finger. It's awful. No, po- the pointer finger. And then the pointer finger. Your number one finger. Yep. The American Up finger. and down. Up and down. Up and down. I, I'm going to the American finger. <laughs> that's, that's popcorn, it, huh? in, in a rapid motion, that's popcorn. That uh, is depressingly sad how not so, fun that is. Uh, funny story about Evil Twin. Okay. Uh, we've all heard of McKellar. Yes. And the McKellar mm-hmm. Brewery. We've uh, had them on the show. We Not had, the brewery, but we've had the beers on. Uh-huh. So, uh, the brewer of McKellar, who created that brewery, has a twin brother, hmm. who is kind of the black sheep and frowned upon person in that family. That person created Evil Twin Brewery. Oh my goodness, it's like Trader Joe's in, uh, and uh, what's the other grocery? Uh, Aldi's. Whole Foods? Aldi's. Aldi's really? and uh, Trader Sam's twin uh, brothers, they both went into groceries. They both opened grocery, uh, grocery shops. And also uh, both Adidas or Adi- And Puma. And no, uh, not Puma. Yeah, yeah, Puma. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was thinking Reebok, but nope, you're that, right. That's what's going to be what I brought to this conversation because, yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. I knew that one. Because uh, I sold shoes for a year. Uh, you like went on a desperate journey. Evil Twin? I think Better Brewery. Evil Twin, I think. Yeah. I, I haven't had enough from both to make a Imperial decision. That mm, Imperial Biscotti. Imperial Biscotti. Biscotti break? Is is that Evil mm-hmm. Twin? Yeah, that's yeah. Evil Twin. Uh, oh, that one's really good. Uh, all of the even, Jesuses. Even more Jesus. <laughs> even more Jesus, which is the uh, Imperial Stout. Yeah. Or just a stout, which is really good, and I have a three more left in my basement. Evil Twin. Evil Twin, I think. Uh, right now they just put out I Love You With All My Stout. Uh, Ashtray Heart, their smoked porter. So smoky. I, I feel like that'll be a stone beer. I know, it's really smoky. It's good, though. I think it, Evil Twin's better. Okay, uh, the smoked porter. Is it as good as the wrestler from Porterhouse? See, I don't see por- I don't see Rassler as a smoked stout. But it's so it's sick. just a stout. Uh, no, no, a power. It's a porter, isn't it? No, no, it's a stout. It's a stout. But I really like that stout. I know you really like that stout. It's a good stout. Fresh. It's a good stout. Randy it's fresh. It. It's good. Triple X Rassler. <laughs> it haunts my dreams. Haunts your dreams. Beautiful haunting dreams. Much uh, like the third quarter. Much like our. Intermission when we're going to talk about movie trailers that oh, we watched trailers. during the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yes. And uh, so you guys saw all the trailers, right? Some, no. Somewhat. No. We're going to talk about a couple of them. 
One of them being the Iron Fist trailer. I did not see that one during the Super Bowl. But you two did. We did. Yep, we did. What did he think of it? Uh, you got. He a, has a fro. He has a white man fro. That's all I know. Curly hair. Uh, this gave you a lot more explanation of what is going to be happening during this. I liked it. I liked it. It was probably the least whelming of the um, Netflix Marvel trailers. Not to say I didn't like it, but I think I'm just too hyper aware of what's going on on the Netflix side of things now to have been wowed by it. But I still really liked it. Anytime I saw his fist start glowing, I was like, yes, we're doing things now. Um, also cool, we get glimpses of Colleen Wing in it. So, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, looks like it's going to be a lot more action than we had in um, Luke Cage. I, I think this is going to be more on the Daredevil side of things. And for me, that's okay. Uh, I think with this being the quote-unquote final Netflix before the Defenders. This is the last character. They did tease it as that, too. I can't remember, like, the exact wording of it, but they had, like, cards pop up, and it was, like, the final Defender appears. Like, I I like the fact that now we're in that build to, like, no, this is going to be something else. And us being a certain comic book fan, Daredevil, we... Do you mean the comic book fan that likes Iron Fist and Daredevil? yes. Uh, so Daredevil was a character we were ex- we were expecting something from. We got two seasons of Daredevil, which we got what we wanted from that series. We then got two series that we weren't expecting much from, Jessica Jones, which Chris and I liked, Paul didn't like, and Luke Cage, which both Chris and I really liked. I haven't tried it. Uh, because I've been out. And then like, you get a show of Iron Fist, which is a character that we both really really enjoy and we know a lot about the character so when they give us the things that we're expecting to happen in this show like Chris was like yeah that's what I was expecting and me I was like I was expecting that it's great it's like it's because you have a moment Paul in the trailer where Danny Rand goes into the building up to like the (laughs) desk and is like I'm Danny Rand and they're like Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm Danny Rand. This is my building. And then security comes. And they take him they take they start taking him away. And he's like, No, I'm Danny Rand. This is my company. I would say at that point he's like, No, I'm Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, and then he just like takes them apart. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh the thing is, if it's your building, you should have a better relationship with your security guards so they well, know who he you are. Left, point, he he's, he's left when he was like, nine. Oh, okay. He's, he's been just, in Kunlun, learning the ways of the Iron Fist. He's just come back. Because hmm. uh, so, yes. I have a very good working relationship with my security guards in my building. Are you Danny Rand? I am not Danny Rand. Then I am the Danny the Rand of, of my Iron building. <laughs> I rule it with an Iron Fist. <laughs> I am a velvet fist, if anything. <laughs> uh, guys, it's, I just want to apologize. It's hard to talk about Iron Fist without being too eyes on the prize excited because I, I really dig Iron Fist as a character in Marvel Comics. So when they announced all of the Defender shows, like Iron Fist was the one that was like, yeah, like 
this will be cool, like, kung fu action. Like, I can't wait to see it. And we definitely get glimpses of that in the trailer. Um, like you said, though, like, I really enjoyed Luke Cage. Kind of lost me towards the end there, but Jessica Jones, fantastic. Just really heavy. I haven't had a chance to go back to it yet. It's so heavy. And it's very heavy. But even as someone that doesn't like Kristen Ritter, I I really like Jessica Jones. I like Kristen Ritter quite a bit. I yeah. liked her in Gilmore Girls. And, uh, Never seen it. So Luke Cage is lighter, so maybe I would like Luke Cage. It looks like fun, fun kung fu. No, no. Luke Cage. That's out now. Oh, Luke Cage. No, Luke Cage was good. Like Luke because Cage Luke good. Cage was my favorite it part of Jessica bit... Joe's so far. I, I will it... say Luke Cage has heart to it, so I think Paul would probably like that. It's got a lot more of heart. Than Daredevil. Okay. Daredevil's too bent on like the vigilanteism mm-hmm. of being a vigilante in that universe. Um, Luke Cage is just about a a guy from the streets doing what he knows is right. In that the sounds, face of everything that's up against him. Like, that sounds up my alley. And like when he tries to do something right and then it backfires and people come up and complain, then he goes, that's Paul 100%. Listen, he's like, he, he's he's on his way to a funeral. People come up to him and complain about what he did and he goes, all right, I'm going to go make this right. And he goes and makes it right before the funeral. And he gets like his suit that he's wearing for the funeral wrecked and he's like, I'm sorry. I tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That sounds. It's just at the end, like those last like two episodes with Diamondback. It just the Diamondback. Yeah, the Diamondback stuff was tough, but the fight like that. That last fight with them was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty good. I'm going to give Luke Cage a try then. Yeah, you know it might be the only of the Marvel Netflix. You have to give it like the Buffy season four try, where you kind of commit to it. Uh, I committed to AKA Jessica Jones for like. Eight nine episodes. Yeah, you, the thing is, is like you're like I need two trains building up and going at each other, and then you turned off right when they were starting to really chug. <laughs> they weren't chugging. They were uh, just. Anywho, as soon as you feel like I'm sorry. Okay, quick, go ahead. Quick, go ahead. Continuation. Go ahead. As soon as you feel like they're not chugging, though, you have David Tennant as the Purple Man, and he's he's just perfect as a villain. He just moved Jessica Jones into that house, and it's so creepy. And shifting over oh to a Netflix show we all love, all loved. Yes, uh, but only Chris and I watched the trailer for this because I do not want to know shit about this it season two. Give you, Paul, yeah. It doesn't give you anything about it besides giving you just the like glimpses of the characters that you already know. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Dustin Toothless is my favorite person in the whole wide world. I wish he's just like be. a Ghostbuster. That's too much information, Chris. Why did he give that to me? Uh, the trailer starts with... Ah! We're, we're talking about Stranger Things. <laughs> you took your headphones off. You can still hear I'm still in the time. same room. Oh, uh, damn you, thing. fate. The trailer starts with I'm gonna use a, vintage, a vintage Lego My Ego uh, commercial. It's, it's the real commercial. Facebook. <laughs> Paul just told me to Facebook it to him. I don't know why. No, 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 no. no I don't. Listen, get out of here. Is that why he's yeah, walking Yeah, he's going away. away. That's uh, okay. Let's talk. Which allows us to talk freely about this uh, trailer. Uh, highly anticipated. Uh, aside from a few comic book movies of 2017, this is the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Actually, I think over comic book movies, this is the thing I'm looking forward to the most. 
I was blown away by this series. Uh, I tried to get my wife to watch it with me when we were in Europe. She said no. We, she was wrong. She was totally wrong. This trailer aired, and she looks at me and goes, we never finished that series, and I wanted to hit my wife. Because I was like, I, I, you're the reason we hadn't didn't finish watching it. I... Like I said before, uh, when we first started recording, I don't have my computer here. I don't have internet, so I can't tell you what episode we talked about Stranger Things on. But go listen to that episode. We gush about this. We, as a whole, love this show, and I cannot wait for season two. Uh, especially like at the end of the trailer when they bring back that synthesizer like theme song, it, it hooked me in uh, a way that I didn't even think was possible for a Netflix show. As much as I've been looking forward to everything else on Netflix, like the series of Unfortunate Events, all the Defender stuff, um, hopefully, maybe someday, another Arrested Development season, Stranger Things, oh my god. It's such a fantastic show. Uh, it was so well done. It was everything I wanted it to be. And I told Chris for, what, like a month that you needed to watch it? And it was finally like somebody else told you you should watch it. But like, yeah, John's been someone telling me. I, someone else I know thought I was the person to like to tell them to watch it. And I was like, okay, yeah. People think I'm telling them to watch this, and then they're saying like, yeah, you were right. I I needed to watch it at that point. Uh, yeah, because it was everything I would want it to be. It was so well done. Uh, yeah, so. I think it's my most anticipated thing of 2017. I can't wait for Halloween. Yeah. Uh, of 2017. Kate, um, it's a Tuesday. Kate works until like eight o'clock that night, so I am screwed because I'm not going to watch it that night. You like, can't watch like, it without her. No. Oh, we the whole both. world is. Can't going you watch it without now. her and lie and then rewatch it again with her? No. I love my wife. I would never lie to her. You can still love her. And I watch still love my life. wife, and I watch Daredevil episodes without my wife, and everything else without my wife, and then rewatched it with her. I don't watch that. Like Kate and I watch like TV together. So you come or home at, at six o'clock. Yeah. All right, we're gonna say six o'clock, we'll, even we'll though it's been like it's yeah. been it's been like oh, we'll say five o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Your wife doesn't come home until eight o'clock. You mm-hmm. can watch three episodes. <laughs> Could watch almost half the season. And then you could watch them again with her. No. It wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel right. No, you can watch them and like be excited about it, and then you can go back and rewatch them instantly and savor it. You can catch all the things you missed. The birth the perfect binge, Paul. <laughs> You're talking about the perfect binge. I don't think it exists. You don't We don't know, Paul. You're you will be the first <laughs> Uh, no. Person, no, no John is John Jose already ex- excluded no, I, and exclaimed. I, I did that with like Daredevil and then rewatched them all with my wife, and then the next day I'd watch an episode without her and then rewatch it with her. Kate started watching the Santa Clara Diet, and then got to a point to it <sighs> and said, "I need to watch this with Paul." It's when Drew Barrymore just starts puking everywhere, and she's <laughs> like, "This is a Paul show." Yeah, my wife started watching that without me. Yeah. It's it's pretty... We, Kate and I watched the first episode, and it's like, oh, we didn't expect that. It's all right. I, I'm still stuck on The Office and Series of Unfortunate Events. Uh, I'm getting my... My wife is watching for the first time, and mine the seventh or eighth time, 
Arrested Development. Hmm. She calls it the family show. <laughs> I, I will go back and rewatch all of that soon because it's been a while. But uh, Chris, since you're such a big fan of The Office, and I'm going to shoehorn this in because we talked about it off the air. Uh, you saw that Pam is alive back in Chili's, right? Yeah. Um, Jenna Fisher, the actress that... John's going to the restroom, so go ahead and talk as much as we want about this. Uh, Jenna Fisher, actress that played Pam Beasley Halpert on the NBC sitcom The Office. In season two of the show, they had an episode where they have like an office awards party where they hold it at Chili's, and she was going around drinking other people's drinks, got a little bit drunk, and then was ejected and banned from Chili's for life. Um, Jenna Fisher took a picture outside of a Chili's on Twitter and posted it saying, like, should I go in? Uh, caused an uproar on the internet of the Office fans. Chili's then responded to it and then responded again later saying that they officially lifted the fictional band that the character had had and she's now once again welcomed into Chili's. And it's just one of those perfect meldings of pop culture and current social media mm-hmm. that kind of makes social media worth it because in a world of just complete political discourse whatever your feelings and thoughts are we're not going to get into it mm-hmm. if you go onto social media right now you're just being assaulted with like contrarian viewpoints it's good to have a little bit of just pop culture like hey we like things. You like things. Let's have fun with it. That's and why I'm kind of moving that through you mentioned Instagram. With the, the Arby's like Facebook page, mm-hmm. always putting up different like references done in Arby sauce or um, ketchup, like French fries. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do it well. Arby's does do a good job for being such a just. It's corporate chilling. And I know it's like corporate two, chilling. Two weeks ago, they had a post-up where it was someone dressed as Aquaman with cardboard armor holding a fish sandwich. That was something like, we don't do just like roast beef. And I was like, oh my god, like this is Arby's. Like, mm-hmm. way to go. It's like, he doesn't talk to fish. He just doesn't talk mm-hmm. to fish. That what, was did it? I, what did I come back to? What happened in <laughs> We're 30 talking seconds about I was gone? Jenna Fisher on Twitter, and then we went to Instagram and Arby's. Okay. I feel like we... I, I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I feel like we've talked enough about Arby's. It, it, was, a, it was pre-show. It was pre-show. We're just highlighting so it, it's it now. It's just rehashing it for everyone else, because, you know, everyone's seen it at this point, and th- there's so much stuff like Arby's does on their Facebook that I I consistently appreciate, even if I'm not a fan of it. Like, they've done a bunch of stuff for, um, like... like uh, Legend of Zelda, like Majora's Mask, they've done posts for. I'm I'm not a big Link fan. Nothing against it. It's just that wasn't my like NES game. Mm-hmm. And subsequently, like even after that, like I never really played any of those games. But I recognize and appreciate its uh, social relevance to like nerd and video gaming culture. That like when they put that kind of stuff up, like yeah, you know. what? I will, like, spend the effort and click the button on my phone that says, like, heart, thumbs up. You're doing go-go, Arby's. Go-go. 
and talking about social relevance and things that I'm not quite interested in, but I'm always going to keep one eye out because the other one's covered with an eye patch. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, had a, <sighs> uh, had a new look. The first look at Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow in this movie. You just see him on the Super Bowl. Here's the thing. You just see him covered in mud. The thing to say, like, you get your first look as Orlando Bloom as yep. Davy Jones. Like, you oh. get to see him with some barnacles. Like he's I didn't even notice that. Older, because yeah, it's like, like it's 20 really years. Quick, um, quick look at him. Hmm. But last time Orlando Bloom was in a Pirates movie, it was at, like, the very tail end of... At World's End, where he was the new captain of the Flying Dutchman, which was the ship piloted by Davy Jones, who the captain could only set foot on land once every, I think, ten years, um, where he was kind of going back to land to visit Elizabeth Swan, who was then with their child. Um, hmm. So, so here we are now again, seeing Orlando Bloom, and he's got like mollusks on his face but it's like literally just like a quick little look at him like in between words about something or whatever I don't know but I feel like this is the first Pirates movie since At World's End that will be an official Pirates movie nothing against On Stranger Tides I saw it I was okay with it but seeing this trailer for Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is a line, of course, from the classic Disney attraction. Mm -hmm. Love Disney. There you go. It's out there. Um, <laughs> I, Very good, I, Chris, I, I, from I, restraining yourself from doing a full plug for your Parks I and really, Rec. I, I tried so hard. I'm I'm looking forward to this movie more than I have for like the past two Pirates movies, which might not sound like a lot, but there's been so much space between um, I, uh, what was it on Stranger Tides to this one I, I think it's been like three or four years well, it's been longer than that uh, maybe five then because it used to be like okay Pirates was like that go to Disney live action franchise and now they're doing the whole like hey let's you know repackage and refilm the uh, animated features I'm glad they're kind of doing something new and fresh that's not like that kind of Oscar drivel that I never watch, like Secretariat or The Finest Hours that has nothing to do with me. Just give me singing animals. I'm cool. Uh, but yeah, Pirates. Well, it, it has my attention again. Uh, well, I think what uh, the biggest thing is they got a great villain, and you definitely see this ghost army of dead pirates wreaking havoc uh and you have uh javier uh i can't think of the, the actor's name my phone died so i can't look it up but the guy who's leading this mm -hmm. is the bad guy uh the way they look everything i do um, like that the the like there's always fire like floating near them like it's like embers like floating down near them yeah they look and like they, ash is and they also like them. walking as if they're always underwater even yeah, though they're not they're a bunch of dead pirates they're underwater, so that's how their ghosts are oh. portrayed, is like they're underwater. It's kind of like uh, the the Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that. The movie made me watch 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. I very vaguely remember. 
No, this this looks awesome, and it's probably one of the movies I'm most looking forward to this year now. Uh, it is Kate and my sick movie now, like because it's always on Netflix, The Curse of the Bell Black Pearl. So I've watched this movie probably like eight different times, like in the past two weeks. Can I can I also just say that you have listed it like that for years on this yeah. podcast because I've yeah. I've listened back to certain episodes, even like scrolling back to what is like one of our first like not our wow. first episode, but our oldest episode on available on available iTunes. on iTunes or that, mm-hmm. and you've made reference to. My wife and I watch Curse of the Black Pearls. We don't like the other ones. Yeah. We well, just watch this one. Even when I was one. there, like, that was the thing that just, like, we put it on as kind of, like, background. Like, oh, you know, it's here. It's something mm-hmm. to watch. That they're, they're great action-adventure movies. And I think just with where we're at now as movie viewers, like, everything has to be kind of, like, do or die, worlds and superhero action epic. But the Pirates movies are just, they're fun. And I think that's something you get kind of from the Marvel movies. But we don't really have that swashbuckling adventure from anything else that's coming out. And we might get that from the, uh, was it, the King Kong Skull Island. It, it kind of gives me that kind of like, uh, fun, you know, this might be a fun, fun action, action movie. adventure movie because, you know, it's a team of explorers stuck in the wilderness. We've got natives, giant gorillas to go up against. Like this, this could kind of light that fire again, but pirates already has that. And I just hope it's, it's there in this one because I, I think it might have it, and I really want it back. And that will take us into our third quarter. Wait, yes. wait, wait. Did did you guys watch the Guardians trailer? Because I didn't. Uh, I'm just surprised that they actually highlighted the other characters that weren't, like, in the first movie, like, Mantis, which I didn't know. I still have no idea about. I thought she was a good gag. I didn't realize she was going to be... A Natural character? character? Uh, yeah, she's said to be in Infinity, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a little bit of a casting that came out. And then uh, also uh, uh, Pond. Amy Pond is, is uh, a I main character. I knew she was going to be... Uh, I knew she would show up. I didn't realize well, she, she was going to be a character character. Yeah. Or Nebula. I, I figured she was going to be a character. I, I, I think she's going to be a character in this one, the same as she was a character in... The other one where she's kind of like that counterpoint to Gamora, that they can kind of have that familial adversarial relationship on the road to the big bad. Mm. I felt like this this gave you uh, a little more information about the movie, but I did not think it was as good as their initial Mm -hmm. teaser trailer release. I'm just sad that like all the Disney trailers we got were ones that I said we probably wouldn't get in the last episode that we recorded. (laughs) I was way off. Yeah, it was, it was, I I wouldn't say it was let down. The things we got gave us a little more expansion on things. There was no Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars came out to say that they were doing their trailer at the big, uh, Star Wars convention. Hopefully I can see it. Um, 
so yeah, no, like I wasn't disappointed, but I, I wasn't super blown. Like I wasn't super blown away. I think they let us know that it was going to be awesome. So I, I was expecting. I really was expecting something about Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised, but I was the same way with Rogue One, where I felt like we should have had something, and we didn't have it, and then suddenly it appears. So I still wanted probably be- within this month we'll get Thor. For Halloween, I still want to dress up like uh, Director Kernick, Krennic, for Halloween. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd fit. You look, you look just like that prick. <laughs> like, don't I? Like, you, that picture of me in front of that photo, I was like, so, Chris, if there's any way you can give me a, a, a Director Krennic official uh, uniform, just let me know. Just I think ship it'd it up. be really easy for you to make. Just get No. Yeah. It's just like an all-white suit and then white cape. Yeah, but it's got that special neck. You can get, you can easily get that. You could get. You that. guys say this stuff like, "Oh yeah, cosplay is easy." And then when we you look it up, you're like, cosplay. "Shit!" Listen to our cosplay episode. All you have to do is hang like a. Uh huh. Sure. Uh, third quarter. You could just like get a nicotine <laughs> nope. gum thing and nope. put it on your on your thing as your badge. Third quarter. These badges look so bad. <laughs> it would look awful. We are talking about I the really, creators. Can I just say, I really love that you brought out your Becky Cloonan mm-hmm. uh, sketch that she did for you. Amazing. And you have it out now. And I'm just, I stared at all the episode. <laughs> I've been just staring at it. It's because so it, Because I wanted to show off more than just the one sketch yeah, at a time. Yeah, so, so I put there. So good. That is really awesome. Becky Cloonan, who is basically just that southern uh, image uh, doing Southern Cross, so she's not in the third quarter for this year's <coughs> Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so we got to discuss other creators that are with Marvel and DC, and I'm going to put it out there because I'm always the only one on the side of the table. Uh, Charles Soule is the reason I'm going Marvel. Full stop. Uh, Charles Soule, he does a lot of work over at Marvel. He's only doing the Marvel work now. Now, uh, I think he's the best comic book creator out there. Maybe because he's the most prolific that I keep on picking up. Uh, so, I I so do I'm think there. it's because you pick up and read his stuff more than anybody else that you feel that way. Oh, yeah, and um, it could be that I, way. I don't and mean that's, that as anything against him. I just think that's a that's what uh, weighs in his favor for you. Yeah, and that's why he gets that gets my vote for Marvel. It's it's just there. It's, I I couldn't think of a character like I was thinking about. I think they're evenly matched, and then Charles Soule is the that breaking that tie breaking vote for me. I'm like, okay, it's that's it. It's right there. Like if I see his name on a book, I'm more likely to pick up that book. We did that indie book that he just did, too. What was that one? I picked it up, didn't I? I don't remember it. But, Chris, how about you? Creators for comic books. This is actually a really tough one for me because there's no one that kind of jumps out from the creators' field. Because I feel like everything I've read this year has come out from creators that have been at those companies. That there's really been no one that's kind of like sprung out as like the go-to like oh my gosh like I didn't know this person wrote comic books now I need to follow up on them Mm -hmm. 
And I don't know if that's just like a me thing where I've been reading less comic books now or what, but it's it, it's kind of been a depressing year for me for that. So, getting through that depression, do I, you have a vote or do you want to abstain to hear John's I think opening I might need argument? To hear what John has to say. Okay. And maybe hopes to sway you, me. You're hoping for a turnover here, a fumble, an interception. Yes, one of those sports things that happens. Uh, I, too, am going to go Marvel. I think they have the stronger group of writers. Charles Soule uh, and Jason Aaron being the two mm-hmm. strongest. I think the strongest on... DC side is Scott Snyder, but he's but he's been delivering a book that mm-hmm. for the first part of it, aside from the 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 regular Batman series, Batman All Star Batman has been unreadable because of the artist that he's had on the book. Being this week that artist changing, it is too late to change the game. Yeah, because Scott Snyder this week, Super Bowl is happening now. Yeah, uh, and I haven't had a chance to read it, mm-hmm. nor will I ultimately be have the feeling that I have to pick it up. A new Charles Soul book or a book that with Charles Soul on it, I think is a win. Uh, a book with uh, Nick Spencer on it. Mm-hmm. I think is a win, and he's Marvel. A book with Jeff Lemire on it, yeah, he's... is a win. He's writing for Marvel. I can't say I have more wins in the DC column for writers. Uh, for artists, again, I'm going to give it to Marvel. I, I feel like their mar- their artists are. I never want to go too deep on this section because of the March Madness, that which is always right around the corner. It's always right around the corner. But I feel like they ha- their artists are usually pretty top-notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pay the money to have the better artists on these books. Can't say the same thing with Marvel, or with DC. I'm sorry. Uh, so my vote is going to be behind Marvel. And in... 2016, they let go. Of, they let go of John Romita Jr. Yep, smartest decision they ever made. Worst decision ever made. Picking up John Romita Jr. He's awful. He's just the worst. I hate him. And people who think he's great are dumb. You're dumb. You're an idiot. It's uh, bad. I don't have a lot to say about it. Um, it, it was just. As someone that follows the comics more than the creators at this point, it was a tough call. But you may have pulled me over to Marvel because the DC books I'm reading are by the same writers that have been writing for DC. Or it's now being written by their kind of offspring, like their Padawans, the writers that they had that have kind of like eased into... um, like that company and that family. Like I haven't been reading Batman written by Tom King, 
I've heard good things about it. I've liked what we had read previously from him, but he's still not like that creator that I can give props to. Like he hasn't done anything that's like, wow, boom, knock me out of my chair. Here we are. Um, it's that because like there was nothing really stand out for Marvel that grabbed my attention this year, though. But I, I would say, like, yeah, you're you're right. You got me. All right. So all three for Marvel. All three for Marvel. And that brings us over to the other media, as in the section on Wikipedia. Other <coughs> media. <laughs> so not in comic books, but who do you think is doing a better job uh, with their TV books, like, not picture books word books word books you know with friends uh and movies uh this is a hard quarter because i think it's split down the middle right dc has the better tv but they so suck at movies yeah even like their big movie of the year should have been batman superman and the big news coming out of that one was the fact that everyone was really disappointed by it but then everyone loved Suicide Squad in spite of it being just not a good movie. And I don't say that from personal experience. Like we said at the beginning, I haven't seen it, but I have no desire to see it. And, and I have seen it. Marvel. And I tell you guys not to watch it. You didn't say that. But Marvel, like, they keep going. Like, every movie that they put out is something that I have to see. And even when they put out something that's a kind of middling movie, like Doctor Strange, it's not my favorite of the Marvel movies. It's not my least favorite of the Marvel movies. It's like right there in the middle. It, it was still one of my favorite movies of the year, though. I, yeah. I have to say that I've had more fun going to the movies and watching Marvel movies than I did going to see DC movies. Like, I want to but see... Also, let's not forget, since the last time we did the Super Bowl, we did have Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Which I've watched multiple times now. I don't even know how many times. And it broke a billion dollars in the box. That is just like the perfect worldwide. superhero toe-to-toe movie. Uh, yeah, it is. It's something that I've seen... Th- I've seen three times. Uh, it took it. me forever to see Batman versus Superman. I was the last one out of this group to see it, and I'm usually one of the first ones to see a comic book movie come out. Uh, I also was the only one to see Suicide Squad. Uh, but the thing that we all saw in theaters were the Marvel movies. Uh, Captain Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, and then on the separate side of things, Chris, you you and I both saw Deadpool in the theater, too. Yeah. And even though that's a Sony, and I don't quote-unquote consider that a Marvel movie, because I consider Deadpool a good movie, whereas we also yeah. got X-Men Apocalypse, which I consider a bad movie, uh, but being tied in with the Marvel movie franchises, you had four or two 
actual Marvel movies, and you had two DC movies. The DC movies, in my book, are awful. The Marvel movies win that. S.H.I.E.L.D., I watched three episodes of. I watched ten episodes of Flash this year. I didn't watch any Green Arrow, and I didn't watch any at all uh, DC Uh, Legends. Right. I'm a year behind on all television, so I have to abstain from television. Because I'm Netflix, sir. On the television front, um, before I get to that, I saw Deadpool in the theaters with my mom. It might not be the kind of movie you would go see with your mom, but <laughs> my mom is basically just like an older, shorter female version of me. Like she loved it. I I enjoyed it as well. It it was a lot more fun than I've had at any of the other um, like X Men movies because I counted kind of in that family of things. Um, I'm not even a fan of the Deadpool character. I would read the comics if it was brought to the table as something for the look back, but I would never go out and buy a Deadpool book. He's just not my character. I don't like how oversaturated the market is with that character. I think we've kind of hit that critical mass of Deadpool stuff where he's probably going to be going away because with the movie, it's just, it's so much. He's too prevalent in pop culture now. Like they need to tone it back. That movie was great. It made the more TV money. Side of things, I've, what was that? Oh, I was just. I posted on our Facebook uh, Messenger group all the uh, box office mojo domestic grosses for each of the movies. Uh, so, Deadpool made more money than Suicide Squad by about forty million. Uh, I, I gave it my money. Like that's, I completely understand. But. And it also made more money than Doctor Strange. But also, Suicide Squad made more money than Doctor Strange. Uh, so, for for box office, box office mojo domestic grossing, I'm going to look, read down the list. Uh, number one was Captain America Civil War with $408 million. And then we had uh, Deadpool with $363 million. Then... Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice with 330 million, then Suicide Squad with 325 million, then Doctor Strange with 231 million, and then X Men: Apocalypse with 155 million. <laughs> so, uh, granted, there was one more Fox slash. See, I don't count the Fox as really. Marvel but movies, but they are kind of Marvel movies. It's still in agreement with Marvel. Yeah, like, so we have to... They still flash that Marvel logo, which has now been adapted with uh, Doctor Strange. It, it now says Marvel Studios. It's not just, like, Marvel. And they're showing clips of the movies, no longer clips of the comic books. Yeah. Um, to kind of go back over to the TV side of things, I've fallen off of readings uh, or watching stuff like Arrow, Flash, and... Legends of Tomorrow, 
not any fault of theirs. It's just because they don't appear on Hulu anymore. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch those, like you can only see them on TV or like the CW's app, which first world problems. I don't have, I just never expended like the four seconds of energy to actually download it. So I never saw when they debuted and I never kept up on them. Uh, Since Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is available on Hulu, I was able to see it when it debuted. Um, with holiday season, I'm, I'm busy with work. I missed like two episodes, but I was able to catch up on it right after. I didn't feel like I missed any of the story. S.H.I.E.L.D. is it's still a decent show. Like I still like the story. I like the characters. It's a nice corner of the Marvel Universe that you're not seeing in the movies now because they've kind of gotten too big like for S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I, I would give this quarter to Marvel as well. Uh, I agree with you, Chris. I gotta give it to Marvel just because of the two movies that I enjoyed going to the theaters <laughs> and seeing. Captain America 3, which then I invited my dad over to watch as soon as I got it on uh, Blu-ray. And I'm like, Dad, no, you, you're going to love this movie. Because he enjoyed the hell out of Ant-Man and enjoyed the hell out of Guardians of the Galaxy. Who knew? Uh, so he Guardians came over. is just fun. I rewatched that the other day because I, I have it. I was like, eh, I need something fun to watch as I'm just kind of like vegging out after my day. I put Guardians in. I would put Ant-Man in before Guardians, which is kind of weird. But Paul Rudd. I love you him. Yeah, Paul Rudd. I do love him. Kansas uh, City native, by the way. Who knew? I would give this to Marvel. Not to... Mm-hmm. No, you no, already I said was, Marvel. Yep. Uh, for the movies... I had it up seen for the TV. And for the TV. I enjoyed more of what I watched on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with what they did with Ghost Rider than just watching Flash alone, because I gave up on the other two shows. But Flash ruined two characters for me. Oh, no. They ruined Mirror Master, and they ruined The Shade. Oh. Uh, and The Shade is something they could have done so the cool. The Shade? They ruined The Shade. They ruined The Shade? Oh, I threw, I threw a hissy fit about how they ruined a The Shade. A She-Hulk hissy fit. For the shade? Yes. Really poorly done. And it was second rate, and it was dumb. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., really good with all the Ghost Rider stuff. And then they did, like, a weird, like, segue into stuff with life model decoys, which kind of worked almost like um, on Battlestar Galactica with Silence, because they didn't know who who they could trust. Mm-hmm. But still well done in just like that kind of over the top comic booky TV show way. Uh, yeah, I I think Shield is this season better done than what they were doing. And like last and- season was really like hard and heavy into the Inhuman stuff, which it faltered. Rightfully the show. so. Like it was like like kind of corner of the Marvel universe that was touched on, but then like. Not abandoned, but it, it needed more fleshing out. So I'm glad that they did have the chance to do that over on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, I, I agree. And this Super Bowl comes down 
through that second quarter. Well, I think it's going to, it's going to Marvel. It's got three votes for a quarter three and four. Okay. Two votes in the first quarter for DC and one. Yeah, but by quarter, it could be a tie game. This has this Marvel column has a vote of eight. DC has a vote of three. So even though if DC won that second quarter, you're saying it wouldn't they, have they, won. They, they wouldn't have won. What if that hard. second quarter was a tie? Yeah, it was a tie. It could become a DC quarter. So they could have won that quarter but not scored as many points as that third and fourth quarter. Yeah. They, they definitely were ahead. They were ahead. Crumb caught the stitch, but Valkyria won. They were ahead by one at the, the half. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And then they... They, they did not score any points. They didn't score any half. points in the, the, the second third half of the game. Right. But, John, I'm not letting you off the hook. Who had the better quarter? Who had? Wait, who was his deciding vote? It was you, right? It was, it was me for the second quarter. Yeah. So who, who do you go with there? Uh, who has the better characters from 2016? February 2016. I think I I would I would throw it towards. Give it. I would just say it. I would throw it towards. <laughs> I would throw it towards DC because they brought Wall- they brought Wally West back. There you go. All right. They did, and and that is. You brought one of my favorite characters back. My Flash. You brought my Flash back. That's been mm-hmm. gone for years for absolutely no reason. So we had, so we're going with Marvel as the champion yet again. Pulls it out in last half by a total, uh, just because of unanimous votes in that second half. Uh, DC, you were so close. If you could have just pulled one more vote. If Paul wasn't such a jerk and just gave it to you in the comics realm, you would have won. I'm a I, I think they still would have been. No, no, because they would have had three votes there, and they then... would have had three, two. Okay. So that's five. Oh, you're going and by total they... votes. Yeah, I'm going by total votes. That right. I think that's how it should go. No, it's by quarter. Because that's how we've been doing it. Well, it still would be. It would be three. They would have won that quarter, and they would have won the well, second we quarter. Well, would have gone into overtime. Uh, yep, yeah, it would have been overtime. We don't have anything set up for overtime. Nope. We, so. we, never discussed that. Nope. It's it, it never had to happen. Uh, I think I think points in the column. Okay. There you go. Go to who wins. There we go. So Marvel, congratulations on another win for I think the third year in the row. I think more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Marvel was I would upset say if anything if we had year. to do in overtime it should just be from like social presence what yeah. Normal, and I say that meaning just like people that we feel are outside yeah, but our comic book bubble, like then again, what they are like stuck on. Then again, they think Batman is a Marvel character, so. But like even like outside of like okay, I think Batman's a Marvel character. Like us inside the bubble, and they're like, oh no, like they're. I'm they're married to Marvel. one of those people, and I wouldn't agree with this. <laughs> Yeah, but they're, they're, they're talking about Marvel, but they're speaking of Batman. Like, that would be a point to Batman at that point. Because I know a lot of people that were just, like, gushing 
about Suicide Squad. Yeah. So if it came down to it at that point, like so weird. Suicide Squad, like that, that won a lot of people over. I, despite the fact that like nobody I talked to was like, yeah, Superman, Batman, great movie. Like, I follow I follow a thing called like Batman Nation kind of a thing where they put up Batman news about comic books or movies or the TV show. We didn't even talk about Gotham before we came to TV shows. I, I honestly, I didn't see any of this season. But Gotham's been like, that was a solid show when I was watching it. And I imagine it probably kept on that same route. Uh, so, you know, like, but that's the thing is like, I follow that thing that talks about Batman and DC and that kind of stuff. I don't follow anything like Marvel for that. So I almost feel like outside of that norm thing, I would give it to DC. John but it, was doing a complete Axel Rose during that whole I sentence. Moving my head around. He was dancing crazy. back and forth. Yep, with on the mic. What is it? What is that video? It's that just that loop of him like come on. <laughs> It's like 45 minutes of him just going, and then doing a weird little dance. I don't know. But uh, all I know is this episode went really long, but we thank you for... uh, Four quarters of gridiron combat. Yep. So thank you for sticking with us through all those long, awkward pauses and all those long, awkward conversations about what gridiron is. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, we talked about what gridiron is? No, no, but... I we, didn't vote for that. <laughs> you guys were like, gridiron what? Combat? Sure. Uh, in the very beginning of the episode. Uh, very very good, everybody. Another success for s- successful Super Bowl. <laughs> successful Super Bowl. My Follow name is Paul. I'm drunk, and I want to go to bed. <laughs> I do. Get out of my house. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Uh, follow us on Facebook... Bagna Board. Uh, buy everything off of Amazon by going to bagnaboard.com slash Amazon. And uh, Instagram us, Twitter us. Rate and review. Rate and review. Oh, all the rating and reviews. All over the on, rates and reviews. Over on the iTunes. Because that's how people find our show. Because people download podcasts on iTunes. It's just how it is. I'm sorry. That's how it is. I'm willing to bank. We're probably one of the longest running comic book podcasts on iTunes at this point. So you should probably just love us for that fact alone. 